Hi, everybody. It's Colin here. Uh, just giving you a little heads up. This week, we're doing things a little different uh, in honor of the holidays and being together with family. Uh, I'm joined with both Morgan and Chris this week, mm-hmm. and we're going to be doing our shows in tandem. Uh, so you'll hear uh, the lovely Morgan host. Hello. What show are you hosting this week? A Couple of Creeps. And you're joined by? My two favorite co-hosts, Chris <laughs> and Colin. On site. That's yeah, me. That's us. That's me. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, so you'll listen through that one, and then you'll uh, hear a lovely theme song produced by yours truly. Uh, that'll lead right into the Simply Wallen podcast. You won't have to go anywhere. Uh, there will be a natural pause if you decide, I don't want any part of that shit. Uh, and you can just shut it off, but I'd really enjoy if you just listen to both. <laughs> and it'll be available on both uh, Morgan's stream for a couple of creeps and on ours for uh, Simply Wallen. So mm-hmm. buckle in, stay tuned, and enjoy your time with your family. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 28 of A Couple of Creeps podcast. I am your hostess with the Moses Morgan, and I am joined by, in honor of the holiday season, my two favorite co-hosts, Colin and Chris. That will be my book photos. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. So I hope you two are ready. I'm talking about another female killer who gets executed. I love that. I know you do. I love that. This one didn't kill her husband, though, so you two are safe. If I don't have a natural like that, fear of women already. I like that we're both your husband in this scenario. You're like, you two are safe because she didn't kill her husband. Whatever. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? I'm not married. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can tie this down. That's right. Fine, then. Well, Colin, unless she did tie them down. Colin, oh. you're safe. You're safe. Did she tie them down? No, but she did oh. use a pickaxe. <laughs> play a lot of Minecraft. <laughs> Shit. She you... just got diamond armor. We're fucked. We're fucked, dude. Now right. You two have no idea what I'm about to just lay upon you on this hallowed eve. Hmm? 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 All right, let's hit this. You two ready? Oh. Oh, mama. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, ma. Why is this so grungy? Why did you sound like just a, a bullfrog. Oh, mama. <laughs> oh, mama. Oh, mama. Yeah, when we were watching the Dune trailer, and I leaned over to you, and I just went, Oh, mama. When they showed Austin Butler. Oh, mama. He still just sounds like <laughs> Elvis. He's just Elvis. Oh, mama, I'll tell you what that Muadib is no nice. Poor guy. Mama. Apparently, he's got, he had like a lot of problems like trying to speak normally after that. I doubt it. I think that was all press for the movie. You think? And he still didn't get the fucking reward, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sucks to suck, Austin <laughs> yeah. Butler. Yeah, all that sacrifice. Everybody's going to make fun of you for sounding like Elvis in your interviews and nothing. Nothing mama, to show about it. Mama. Oh, mama, that Muad'Dib. Oh, mama. <laughs> That's the only thing in the world. That's Carly and the King. And all I want was me. Oh, I want to me. The whole of House of Trades is going to fall to my feet. Swear on that, mama. Swear on that, mama. That Paul Atreides and Muad'Dib is no nice man. I'll tell you. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about this week? Sorry, we started doing some. I want to go back to the time where Elvis Presley made change. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about Carla Faye Tucker. Oh, Carla I know Faye. her. I Carla did. Faye. I, yeah. She sold me cigarettes down at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> at the Piggly Wiggly. The Piggly, Piggly Wiggly. Wiggly. Carla Faye. I mean, that sounds like an old Southern gal. I saw my first Piggly Wiggly over the summer because we went to the Mothman Festival. You don't have to talk about my penis that way. <laughs> <laughs> and saw my first Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> and the city that the Mothman Festival takes place in Point has, Pleasant has a Piggly Wiggly, and we we had to park in the parking lot. Parked at the Piggly Wiggly. And I was like, 
hot damn, it's a Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> I was more excited over that than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, Mothman Festival was kind of disappointing. It was very much just like, this is a county fair. Mm. Yeah, that's what I kind of imagined it would be. It was yeah. like everything at least Mothman themed. To an extent, yeah, it was like cryptid themed, but primarily. Picture Mothman. our festival, just like yeah. everybody's wearing black. Carla Faye Tucker was born on November 18th, 1959, and was an American woman sentenced to death for killing two people with a pickaxe during a burglary. <laughs> just burglary. That's called defending your home. <laughs> no, was she the burglar? Yes. Oh. I like that she broke into someone's home with a pickaxe and went to work. All right, give me the Got beats. a hard hat on and everything. I got it now. She was the first woman to be executed in the United States since Velma Barfield in 1984. Our girl Velma. Yep, old Velma who ate her cheese doodles before uh-huh. she got the chair. Actually, she got the shot, but still. In North Carolina and the first in Texas since Chapita Rodriguez in 1863, she was convicted of murder in Texas in 1984 and executed by lethal injection after 14 years on death row. Jesus. 14 that's years. a long ass time on death row. Yeah, that's a, a prison of, sentence on its own. But yeah, death. A lot of people. Death row usually. I almost said something stupid. I almost said turns into a life sentence. But they die on death row, but not from the execution. Yeah. They just spend so long waiting on their. Yeah. They're either executed like extremely Quickly. quick. Yeah, they either put or them they to the wait front of the line. Fourteen years. Yeah, you either get put to the front of the line because you're especially heinous, or they just. Let's just sit there and rot. Yeah. So let's let's talk about her early life first, and then we'll go into the murders and everything. No, it's just a fire. Yeah. Carla Tucker was born and raised in Houston, Texas, the youngest of three sisters. Can we sisters. call her Carla Faye instead yeah. of Carla Tucker? I like Carla Faye. Yeah. Carla Faye was born... Tucker, I barely know her. <laughs> Carla Faye was born and raised in Houston, Texas, the youngest of three sisters. Her father, Larry, was a longshoreman. The marriage of her parents was troubled, and Carla started smoking cigarettes with her sisters when she was eight years old. That's how it starts. During her parents' divorce proceedings when she was 10 years old, Carla, Carla Faye learned that her birth was a result of an extramarital affair. Sick. By age 12, she had begun taking drugs and having sex. She dropped out of school at age 14 and followed her mother, Carolyn, a rock groupie, into <laughs> prostitution and began traveling with the Allman Brothers Band, the Marshall Tucker Band, and the Eagles. <laughs> at 16, she was briefly married to a handyman named Stephen Griffith. When she was in her early 20s, she began hanging out with bikers and met a woman named Sean Dean and her husband, Jerry Lynn Dean. The couple introduced her in 1981 to a man named Danny Garrett. The 21-year-old Carla Faye started dating 35-year-old Garrett. Oh. So, he is who is involved with her in the murders. Okay. So, both of them. And this is Danny Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like a Bonnie a- and Clyde moment? Kind of. <laughs> with... With a pickaxe. With less romance and more pickaxes, yeah. <laughs> and drugs. I got a fever. <laughs> yeah, the only <laughs> prescription is more, more pickaxes. Pickax. <laughs> uh, just less Tommy guns and more pickaxes, yeah. And a lot of Almond Brothers. I like that the only, yeah. A lot, if you a know A lot of Almond Brothers. If it a whole so, lot of It sounds almonds. like if Carly, Carly, if Carla Faye was alive today, she would have been the middle schooler in the Cookie Monster Pajama bottoms, Walking the smoking lapping. outside of McDonald's and fist fighting people. Walking the lap in gym class when you have to do the mile. <laughs> yeah, eating her hot Cheetos. Yeah, being loud as hell, seven a.m. Yeah. Man, yeah, just trying to wake up. So she's constantly just this close to being in trouble with truancy. Yeah, she's just never at school. She's never there. She's always in her sweatpants and her Cheetos. Yeah, we had a. Uh... A few of them. Most of our yeah <laughs> school was that. That was just my class. Yeah. 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 So, 
we're going to talk about the murders because there's not a whole lot of in between. Once she meets, <laughs> it pretty much goes downhill yeah. from there. Cut and dry. Well, yeah. I don't know that it's downhill. Just it seems like a lateral move at this point. It just in life. all just happens. So after spending the weekend using drugs with Garrett and his friends, Carla and Garrett enter Jerry Dean's apartment in Houston, Texas, around 3 a.m. on Monday, June 13th, 1983, intending to steal a motorcycle that Dean was restoring. James Librant, a friend, went with him to Dean's apartment complex. Librant reported that he went looking for Dean's El, Camer- El Camero. El Camino, while Tucker and Garrett entered the apartment with a set of keys that Tucker claimed Sean Dean had lost and Tucker had found. Is this a Breaking Bad reference? Yeah. No. Oh. So, <laughs> Carla Faye... No. Just no. ...and Danny are now in the apartment. They okay. broke in. Someone's with them. And they're all stealing shit. Okay. Where did the where did the pickaxe come from? Did they take it in with them, or was there one in the apartment? You'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Who carries just a pickaxe in your apartment? That's what I'm saying. Either way is strange. Yeah. That there's just a lonely... Here's just a... Pickaxes are heavy. Uh-huh. And they're the big tool. And she took down two people with it. Just you wait. Let's hear the deets. <laughs> just the Darth Maul. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> holding it vertically and just turns it horizontally. We see both sides. That's <laughs> the pickaxe. <laughs> During the burglary, Carla Faye and Garrett enter Dean's bedroom where Carla Faye sat on him. In an effort to protect himself, Dean grabbed Tucker above the elbows, whereupon Garrett intervened. Garrett struck Dean numerous times in the back of the head with a ball pen hammer that he found on the floor. Oof. After how many tools is just laying around this house on the floor? I don't know. It's the 80s in Texas. If Who knows what's happening? If you're killing a man by sitting on him. <laughs> she wasn't. She was just pinning him down, and then her boyfriend went. Let me take this ball peen hammer to the back of this dude's. That's dome. just sitting on the floor. It's just a stray ball peen mm. hammer. After hitting Dean, Garrett. That's, the one that's literally the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After hitting Dean, Garrett left the room to carry motorcycle parts out of the apartment. <laughs> Anyways, what is this guy to, living what in? What is this guy doing? He's got a he lives in a garage. Motorcycle parts and a ball peen hammer are just scattered. And he went, let me bludgeon this man. And mm-hmm. all right, back to business. <laughs> Carla Faye remained in the bedroom. The blows Garrett had dealt Dean caused him to begin making a gurgling sound. Carla Faye wanted to stop him from making that noise. And she then picked up a three-foot pickaxe that was lying against the wall and began hitting Dean. So it's just laying there. It's just chilling against the wall. Naturally. Garrett then re-entered the room and dealt Dean a final blow in the chest. Honestly, Dean's asking for it at this point. If he's got all these tools laying around, all these parts for a motorcycle, you're asking for someone to break in and kill you. to be in an accident, at least. Garrett left the bedroom again to continue loading Dean's motorcycle parts into his Ford Ranchero. Carla Faye was once again left in the room and only then noticed a woman who had hidden under the bed covers against the wall. The woman, Deborah Ruth Thornton, had argued with her husband the day before and went to a party and ended up spending the night in Dean's bed. So, Whoa, that's terrible that's, timing. That's tough. Yeah, she wasn't even supposed to be there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Upon discovering Thornton, Carla Faye grazed her shoulder with a pickaxe. Thornton and Carla Faye began to struggle, but Garrett returned and separated them. Carla Faye proceeded to hit Thornton repeatedly with the pickaxe and then embedded the axe in her heart. Jesus. Carla Faye would later tell people and testify that she experienced multiple intense orgasms with each blow of the pickaxe. Whoa. That's hardcore. Yeah. The next morning, one of Dean's co-workers who had been waiting for a ride entered the apartment and discovered the victim's bodies. Police investigation led to the arrest of Carla Faye and Garrett, 
five weeks after the killings. Damn. It's been a minute since someone found him. Yeah. Now, we're going to move on to the trial. Yeah. In September 1983, Carla Faye and Garrett were indicted for murder and tried separately for the crimes. Carla Faye was charged with the murders of both Dean and Thornton, but after she testified against Garrett at his trial, the charge for the murder, murder of Thornton was dropped. Okay. Garrett was not charged with Thornton's death either. Okay. Carla Faye entered a plea of not guilty and was jailed awaiting trial. Soon after being in prison, Carla Faye took a Bible from the prison ministry program and read it in her cell. She later recalled, I didn't know what I was reading. Before I knew it, I was in the middle of my cell floor on my knees. I was just asking God to forgive me. Carla Faye became a Christian in October 1983. She later married by proxy her prison minister, Reverend Dana Lane Brown in 1995 and held her Christian wedding ceremony inside the prison. The life of the minister is like, it's crazy. Yeah, I'll bite. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you ask. Now onto the conviction. Though the death penalty was hardly ever sought for female killers, Carla Faye, along with Garrett, were sentenced to death in late 1984. So they both got the death sentence. Yeah. Garrett died of liver disease in 1993 while awaiting execution. Damn. Between 1984 and 1992, requests for a retrial and appeals were denied, but on June 22nd, Carla Fay requested that her life be spared on the basis that she was under the influence of drugs at the time of the murders. <laughs> I was high when I did that. I was high when Bobby, I stepped that I was pickaxe. High. Carla Fay said that she was now a, ref- a reformed person, and if she had not taken the drugs, the murders would never have been committed. Her plea drew support from abroad and also from some and also from some leaders of American conservationism. It took you twenty years to say that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, she's yeah. coming up with ideas at the end there. Among those who appealed to the state of Texas on her behalf were Bryce Whaley Nidi Nady, the United Nations Commissioner on Summary and Obituary Arbitrary Executions. Gotcha. There's that word. The World Council of Churches, Pope John Paul II, Italian Prime Minister Romano Prodi, the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Newt Gingrich, Newt, televangelist Pat Robertson, and Ronald Carlson. Fuck yeah. The brother brother of um, Carla Faye's murder victim, Debbie Thornton, also tried to appeal her death sentence. The warden of Texas Huntsville Prison testified that she was a model prisoner and that after 14 years on death row, she likely had been reformed. Yeah. The board rejected her appeal on January 28, 1998. Hours before the execution, Texas Governor George W. Bush refused the final 11th hour appeal to block her execution. Damn. While on death row, Carla Fay was incarcerated in the Mountain View Unit in Gatesville, Texas. She became Texas Department of Criminal Justice death row inmate number 777. Gotta play the lottery with those numbers. Mm -hmm. On February 2nd, 1998, state authorities took Carla Faye from the unit in Gatesville and flew her on a TDCJ aircraft, which is the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Transporting her to the Huntsville unit for her last meal. Carla Fay requested a banana, a peach, and a garden salad with ranch dressing. <laughs> what a fucking loser. Watching her waistline on her last day. Listen, if I if my life ever goes not, so not wrong. Not me. Couldn't be me. And I am on death row, and I'm waiting for my last meal. 
it is not going to be a peach, a banana, and a garden salad. God damn it. I want a McRib. I'm tearing it down, dude. I want some I'm, Chipotle and some pizza. I'm asking for the highest dollar stuff I can think of, dude. Bring me a fucking A1 Wagyu beef steak. Tomahawk. <laughs> Just lamb. Chop. I want this thing marbled beautifully. I want it to melt in my mouth. I don't even want to have to chew. Mm-mm. I want it to dissolve. I want truffle fries. I want... I want tomato soup. I want a finger in my butt while I do it. I don't think they applied that well. It could be your finger, though. Yeah. Will they feed it to me? I don't think you need both hands to finger your ass. (laughs) You just got, you know, I got so much ass back there, you know? (laughs) Like, I can't. I got to spread the cheeks, the other one to get in there. That poor warden's like. <laughs> and then someone, there's uh, just the, the new guard on shift is over here just feeding you steak, and you're just over here. Oh, it's Before he steak. started his shift, they told him, This death row inmate is very weird. Yeah. He's very so, bizarre. Whoever is working this shift is getting paid a time and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking getting holiday getting pay paid for it. Getting get no tea just because you got to <laughs> feed him while he fingers his butt. So, Carla Faye. Selected four people to watch her die. She included her sister, Carrie Weeks, her husband, Dana Brown, her close friend, Jackie Onkren, and Ronald Carlson, which is the televangelist that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not her husband, the minister? Well, Dana Brown is her husband, the minister. Oh, okay, okay, okay. At one time, Carlson had supported the execution, but after a, li- but after a religious conversation, he decided that he was now opposed to all executions. The witnesses for the murder victims included Thornton's husband, Richard, Thornton's only child, William Joseph Davis, and Thornton's stepdaughter, Katie. Carla Faye's execution was also witnessed by members of the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Warden Baggett, and various representatives of the media. Her last words were, Yes, sir, I would like to say to all of you, the Thornton family and Jerry Dean's family, that I am so sorry. I hope God will give you the peace with this. She looked at her husband. Baby, I love you. She looked at Ronald Carlson. Ron, give Peggy a hug for me. She looked at all present, weeping and smiling. Everybody has been so good to me. I love all of you very much. I'm going to be face-to-face with Jesus now. Warden Baggett, thank all of you so much. You have been so good to me. I love all of you very much. I will see you all when you get there. I will wait for you. She was executed by lethal injection on February 3rd, 1998, as the deadly chemicals were being administered, she praised Jesus Christ, licked her lips, looked at the ceiling, and hummed. She was pronounced dead at 6.45 p.m., eight minutes after receiving the injection. She was buried at Forest Park Lawndale Cemetery in Houston. Carla Faye was the first woman executed in the state of Texas in 135 years. Jesus. When Chapita Rodriguez was executed by hanging in 1863 during the American Civil War. Yeah. And the second woman executed in the United States since the reinstatement of capital punishment. So, in the aftermath, in the year following her execution, um, conservative commentator Tucker Carlson questioned Governor Bush about how the Texas Board of Pardons and Parolees had arrived at the determination on her clemency plea. Mm -hmm. Carlson alleged that Bush, alluding to a televised interview with Carla Faye Tucker, gave to talk show host Larry King, had smirked and spoken mockingly about her. A full-length movie was released in 2004 about the life of Tucker entitled Forevermore. The captain of the Death House team, Fred Allen, was interviewed by Warner Herzog for the 2011 documentary Into the Abyss. Within days after Tucker's execution, one of over 120 he managed, he suffered an emotional breakdown. He resigned his job, giving up his pension, and changed his position on the death penalty, 
I was pro-capital punishment after Carla Faye and after all this until this day, 11 years later, no, sir, nobody has the right to take another life. I don't care if it's the law and it's so easy to change the law. Yeah, I can see it. Especially if that's like, I've been involved in it a lot. You know, yeah. like, like a warden in that case where yeah. he's like, I've been doing a lot of executions and I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel good taking a life. No. And I think another big issue with Carla Faye was the fact that she was on drugs. Whether or not it had anything to do with yeah. her committing the murders, it was there. And when she was sentenced, she may have still been on the drugs. Right, could be. And after 14 years of sitting on death row, yeah. she's changed as a person. And, you know, a lot of times when they take them off death row, they just get life sentences. Yeah. Which is they're not asking to be yeah. really sterly. They're just asking not to be killed there. Killed. Hmm. It's a tough one. Cause like, I don't know if I was on death row, I'd straighten up real fucking quick to play a case. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, also it is a hard one because you don't know what the, you know, like they suggested maybe 14 years in prison did. Yeah. Did rehabilitate her or did, you know, correct her. I mean, mm-hmm. it, that's part of the goal of prison is, you know, making them a, a citizen again. And I do think that death row cases are case by case because there are some people yeah, like just Jeffrey Dahmer, for example. Yeah, where you're like, that person's not. He's not a, like, that's not a functional human being. No. And he has done some horribly awful stuff. Yeah. And we, we can't rehabilitate yeah, him. Yeah, I don't know that I can. At, at most, that person spends the rest of their life. In solitary. psychological, yeah, party, you know. party, hardy, and solitary confinement because they can't be with the general population. Well, no, not solitary. I'm saying they they die in a psych ward. Yeah, you know they go to they're obviously mentally unwell, yeah. so they go to a psych ward. <laughs> You're like, let them die alone in a cell. And I'm like, no, no I'm saying <laughs> no. I'm saying that you know a lot of times people like that they have to put in solitary confinement yeah. because other prisoners, yeah, are like what you did was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, Jeffrey Dahmer's a weird one, because, like, he did, like, was your classic serial killer of, like, you know, harming animals as a kid, Mm -hmm. and then talking about it like an addiction, where he's like, you know, I was off it for a while, you know, he had, like, well, because he had, like, a 10-year gap, didn't he? Yeah. Where he moved cities. Yeah. And, you know, getting away from everything was good for him, and he didn't do it for 10 years, and then he had, like, basically a blackout. Yeah. uh, And woke up, and he had beat the shit out of that, uh, that man. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that was it. And then it was back in. It was basically like he fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so that's obviously someone who is very mentally unwell. So like I said, at the, you know, the least punishment you could give them is that they spend the rest of their life yeah. in psychological evaluation. Because um, that's not somebody that can be reintroduced to society. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Capital punishment's hard. I'm not saying I agree with it or I disagree yeah. with it either way. I just think it's a case by case. Because there is like a weird hypocrisy where it's like, What's the thing that they did wrong? They killed somebody? Yeah. We should kill them. We should kill them. And it is a strange, you know, it's a hard. I'm a big believer in tit for tat. You you kill my family member, I get to kill one of yours. Whoa. Whoa. So I don't get to kill you. I didn't take your life. That's right? radical. So just take one of your family members, my choosing too, line them up. Whoa. <laughs> let me let me, in, let me interview let him. Me pick. Let me interview him. Which one don't I like? There's a concept. How old are you, young man? Twelve? Hmm. You still hmm. got a lot of life to live. Hmm. Moving on. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You're in the top. Maybe not. Yeah, You're in depending. the top five. We'll, we'll see how the rest out. of these interviews yeah. go. 
No, I don't know. That's a weird one. The the I, I guess it ended up being more sympathetic than I thought it would be. Yeah. Especially when you describe it as she killed two people with a pickaxe. I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Uh, it was more. That's the nearest weapon. You know what I mean? It's she not like went, she it's not like she went into combat with a pickaxe. She went quickly from a ten down to a three once she entered prison. Yep. She almost lost with that fight with the pickaxe. Yeah. Yeah, her boyfriend had to come in and really honestly, like when you hear about it, he's probably the one that should have gotten the death row. Yeah. And she could have gotten away with life imprisonment. Um where like he beat that dude senseless with a ball peen hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she finished him off. Yeah. And then Saw, Which, oh no! There's a witness. Panicked. He I get, got sentenced to death row, but he, but he died. died before he could. Before yeah, he could have liver failure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He deserved it probably more than yeah, her because than he her. also then struck what's her name? Yeah, you know, the, the second victim. Yeah. Um, with was it Thornton? Yeah. With uh, you know the hammer again. So like, it's a weird one where like yeah you know, they both killed both of them, but he seemed more like the aggressor. But and she you, was kind of there in a panic. You also have to think about the fact that she admitted to having multiple orgasms while she killed. Yeah, these that's people. a weird. That's a weird. Like I know you swore on a Bible and everything, but keep that to yourself. Don't yeah. don't. You didn't if you're have trying to, to get why off. Why would death you go row, out and say that? Don't admit that you enjoyed that. Yeah, you could have been. Yeah, you could have kept that to you. Where do you get off, pal? <laughs> there apparently. That's uh, a crime scene a couple of times. Throwing a pickaxe into <laughs> a chest really gets me going. Gets me there. Really I'm going to grab the chalk and start outlining these bodies. I'm going to bust. I was on the express A train. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. There it is. That's bizarre. Yeah, no, yeah, I forgot about the orgasms. You know what? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, never mind. She, killed, maybe... she killed one, she'll kill again. Maybe. <laughs> why, why are you Rick? <laughs> We're lost, man. We're lost, man. Now, maybe. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Maybe, maybe she was going for like, aren't I crazy? Like maybe going for insanity, yeah. you know? So like that's a pretty crazy thing to say on yeah. stand is, yeah, I busted a fat nut when I killed that lady. Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times, like a few of them, and you're like, this bitch ain't right, you know? And maybe they can get away with going, all right, we send gotta, her to the loony bin. Yeah, we got to put her yeah. in the silly house. And Normal then people don't do that. <laughs> She's fucking goobering, bro. Yeah, like. Hey, something right about this one. And instead, they're just like, we got to put this one down. She's like, oh, shit. After she snitched, too. Yeah. That's kind of shocking to me that, like, she made a deal and testified against her her, her boo. Yeah. And then they still were like, guess what? You get in reward. Yeah. The death penalty. This little cocktail right here. Mm -hmm. And they stuck her with it. 14 years later. Yep. Give her time to to think about it. And marry the prison minister. She did get to find Jesus and find a husband. She found love. You think they were doing, uh, what are they? Conjugal visits? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because you said a reverend? Yeah, the prison minister. Minister, yeah, I don't think... Well, so, yeah, he wasn't Catholic, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's boom, he's in. Yeah. yeah, he was in. Bang. Hey, fucking... I don't think they have... Uh, I don't think the Christian uh, ministry has... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Celibacy as a commandment. Mm. No. So I bet they were in, like, Flint. Shit, yeah. yeah. So she did get that for 14 years, so... Yeah, she made him leave the collar on there. <laughs> and socks. So yeah. I leave the collar in the socks. Well, he didn't want to get cold. Her, his tootsies get cold. Yeah. They got concrete floors. That's chilly Plus, they were the socks with like the grippies on the bottom, so he got good traction on the sheets. Yeah. Up there on the wall like Spider-Man. <laughs> Just <laughs> Anyways, that's... Hmm. That's Carla Faye Tucker. Right on. She sounds like my, my kind of gal. Yep. The, yeah, the last meal is weird to me. Yeah. 
I guess that was part of like the I'm a reformed person thing. It was like I've got some clean eating to do before I go. A meet banana Jesus. peach and a garden salad with a side of ranch. I'm sorry. Give that doesn't sound good tomorrow. Let no. alone when I'm about to eat it. Give me our girl Velma Barfield's bag. Yeah, give me of them cheese doodles. Cheese and a doodles Coke. and a Coke. Class it up. Yeah, dude. That's what's the calorie intake got to matter at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, why are you watching the waistline on your last day? Get in there. Is there like a limit of how much you can order? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a cutoff point. Yeah, where they're like, no, we're not. I'm sure it has to be like, the stipulation might be like, easily attainable. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, we can get you a steak. Yeah. You know, but we can't get you, like I said, grade A1, Wagyu beef, you know, and you're like, what? No. (laughs) If you want a nice T-bone, maybe, you know. Just honestly, give me a... A large yeah, Pizza that, Hut stuffed crust. That yeah. Wagyu steak comes from Japan, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I want calamari. Yeah, right. Now, I just no. be like, you know what? Calamari is too chewy. It's like a rubber band. Load me up on some. Well, you could fry it. I think it's crispy. I, I tried it fried, but it's, it's just man. chewy. It's too chewy. <laughs> man. Man. Um, no, I mean, I'd be like, you load me up on a 10-piece wings. Spicy mustard style. Shit, just take me to Roosters, burn them. Yeah. Kill me in the Give parking lot, dump me in the bu- <laughs> Yeah, Throw me in the dumpster. I want my Carolina gold and hot yeah. tossed on my wings. Sweet Thai chili flappers only. Yeah, give me the flappers only. Blue cheese. The uh, large ranch. <laughs> just get fucking Give stupid. me the wedgie. <laughs> give me, you know what, give me a double order of the fucking dumpster wedges. Triple the dumpster sauce, dude. I'm going to be bathing in it. Give me two large angry orchards to wash it down. I need my wings to be boneless because I'm weird and I don't like my hands to be dirty. I tear it up. You're getting ready to get shot. I I don't care. Get some dirty hands. My first birthday, my hand was shoved in my cake and I started screaming. So I've always been weird about my hands being dirty. So that was Carla Faye. I was thinking next week we would take a turn into the spoopy paranormal world and talk about Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, snap. What are they penetrating? The Eastern State. The Eastern State. You're telling me I shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> that's, where they, that's where they filmed... Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank, yeah. The oh, Shank, word. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I just figured this out. The Shank, yeah. I just figured out that... Uh, I just totally lost that. Frank Darabont, who wrote and directed that. That was his debut film. Damn. Damn, you don't talk about Good starting on a high note. I mean, I don't think he's come back to that. Well, no, I mean, it's hard. When that's your debut, it's hard to top Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, he directed the first two seasons of The Walking Dead as well. And then dipped because he didn't get along with the with AMC. Well, those they were good. Yeah, the second one was pretty rough. With the, well, the second took, one took a long time at the farm. I'll say they spent a lot of time at the farm, but yeah. it was slowed still, it slowed it way down. Good, but yeah, should have stuck around. Thought you said you weren't the good guy no more, Rick. I like that you said that as Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Shane's voice. Yeah, it'd be all right. The only person you saw Shane coming was Lori. They're in the woods. <laughs> yeah, they're in the woods. Was Rick's wife? Yeah, the only one who saw you. Yeah, was it the only no one who saw Shane coming? Or no one saw Shane coming except, except for, for your wife. wife. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> Who's next? You're the shard. Big pepper. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Eastern Not State Penitentiary is pretty dope. Uh, that's when you can go and tour. Yeah. It's pretty spoopy. Yeah, and they do apparently a huge Halloween like spectacular. Yeah, and you house. can like stay the night there. Pass. You can stay the night there. Pass. We ought to go. No. You don't want to stay the night in a haunted prison? No. Why not? Because I fucking die. That sounds horrifying. We could do it. No, we couldn't. Yes, we could, dude. I want to get that shit myself. IRL, dude. (laughs) (gasps) That sounds like content content for Halloween. 
We can use my handheld recorder that I have to record ourselves running and screaming. Baby, baby, we can't be telling people about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a TikTok. Follow me. But <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the Eastern State Penitentiary or not, but one of the prisons here in the U.S. And there's you, one in Ohio. You can actually stay in the solitary confinement cells. Like, there's someone outside the door, so you can knock mm-hmm. whenever you've had yeah, it. Yeah, that's a pass. I like that you can. Not, no, pass. Like you say it like it's a privilege. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. No, so, again, I would have to look. I don't know which prison I read this about, but one of what I'm sure most of them do, but there's a prison where supposedly the solitary confinement cell is super haunted, and this woman was in there. She's like, I just want to see, because they said no, nobody can last more than you know two or three minutes, and they've yeah. had some haunted experiences in there. I don't buy that for a second. And so they... Apparently, they used to pull their buttons off their uniform and just like toss it and bounce it off the wall because they're sitting in the dark 24, 23 yeah. hours of the 24 because I think they get an hour out in the sunlight. Yeah. And she said she was in there and she could hear a button hitting the wall next to her. I'm pretty sure this her. was the Eastern State Penitentiary. It could be. And she was like, get me the fuck out of here. Get me the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. There's someone in here with me. I don't believe none of that. I, honestly, at the ghost star, I'd be able to make that. Sleeping in the in the. You prison. say that. You just until... said you couldn't do it because it'd be spooky and you'd die. But if I was in like a, a small contained room, that's spookier because you're strapped in there. Uh, I, but I know, like I can. The walls are all right there. Yeah, I but what just... if there's something in there with you? But I can just turn around in the corner and close Put your my back eyes. to it. Yeah, I'd rather do that, dude. Oh Fuck no! Fuck that noise, Fuck dude. That. I'd rather I'd, I'd rather turn around and face the other way than face that thing. Oh, hey, no. go rip my dick off. No, because if you can't see it, then you don't know what it's doing back there. Yeah, but like... You say you're not afraid until you come face to face with something that's paranormal, and you're like, you should not be here. I could just start swinging if I hear buttons. <laughs> <laughs> you're just swinging <laughs> You're just throwing dukes on Casper. I just do my man scream and bang on the wall. <laughs> <sighs> but that's what I was thinking we would do next week. Yeah, it sounds good. I like that. And one of you comes back to join me, but mm. I'd understand. I might be riding solo. I'm on solo. I just start doing another voice. Yeah. Yeah, Morgan, that sounds good. <laughs> you just do two. So- yeah. Oh, no, this lady's lost it. <laughs> I think we're both, man. <laughs> She's just Cheech and Chong. She is both Cheech and Chong. But that was this week's episode of A Couple of Creeps. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, you can email me at a couple of creeps at gmail.com. That's the letter A, couple of creeps at gmail.com. Read and weep. And I hope you guys just have the best holiday season. And as always, stay creepy, my friends. Welcome back to episode 95 of the Simple One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even occasional comic, we got the show for you. That's right. That is right. That's fucking right. We've uh, caught a stray along the way. Hey. Hey. We picked up Morgan. All right, easy. Easy. Lean into the mic. I resent that comment. You're allowed. Stay in there. Comfy. Bring the mic closer. Sit closer. What do you got to do? Just 
Don't yell across the room at me. We were dropping peanuts. What do you our, say to me? On our way home, and Morgan just started following us. Yeah. <laughs> just, she's a squirrel out yeah. here, you know? Le- leaving the circus. I prefer sour peanuts. gummy worms, thank you very much. Yeah, we just got a bunch of fucking trolley worms <laughs> laying in the dirt, and she's just, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. And ooh, just turned around. Show oh, shit, she's on the fucking porch. Can I come inside? It's cold. It's like that. It's like that weird cat on TikTok with the big ball of size. Like, ma, the fucking cat is back. <laughs> That's Morgan. She's just in the window with her big eyes. Just, Can I come inside? Right. No, 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 you, no, no, no. You can go around with the back and sit on the covered porch. You'll be all right. So this week, uh, Chris and I, only Chris and I, went and saw Aquaman. Morgan did not. I didn't know I was going to be involved in this. Oh, you all right? Mm-hmm. The monster hitting you? A little bit. Yeah. You took that, that off-brand beastly energy drink. Uh, was Is that like the lime one? Yeah. Or watermelon? Yeah. I think, I think so. it's watermelon. Yeah. Smack in your pat, mouth. Pat, yeah. <laughs> pat, oh. uh, <laughs> it's basically sour. It is, man. I just yeah, took a drink of that. Drinking a uh, Jolly Rancher. Yeah. So... We saw, yeah, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. The last film of the DCEU, Zack Snyder's uh, DC Extended Universe. And, uh, yeah, did it end on a fizzle or a bang? You know, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, Morgan gets to be the kind of a passenger in so far as, because she didn't get to see the movie, we uh, basically get to go. <laughs> so she get has this. the privilege of listening to us try to explain it to her. Yeah, she basically gets to embody the audience uh, live in person here. And go, wait, now you what now? <laughs> hmm? Mm-hmm. And she gets to ask the clarifying questions that you all uh, have and never get answers to. So this will probably be a long episode. <laughs> oh, no. Burning questions. Yeah, but the burning. Uh, it's not the questions that are burning. It's the pee hole. So. In the <laughs> that's not good. That's not right. Wait a minute. What's Why is it burning? <laughs> Bill Hader on uh, when he's, what is he, uh. Herbie Welsh. Herbie Welsh, yeah. yeah. When he says something about, <laughs> the, you know, they burn my friend. They burn my friend. Oh, yeah, because he like said cremated. so-and-so would be rolling over in his grave right now. He's like, no, he wouldn't, Herbie, because he was cremated. <laughs> they burned burn my, my friend. friend. <laughs> I so, pledge allegiance to the flag. In the news, we've got a few stories here. A little bit, of, a little bit more follow-up on the day before. The story is still evolving. Uh, because the game's been stripped from Steam, fucking uh game keys you know so like you get the here's the individual product code for each game uh has just been they've been going up on like independent third-party sites for sale for upwards of over three hundred dollars because the game's delisted from steam and it's kind of like the it's like flappy bird but not fun where they're like oh no because happy birds or flappy birds no longer on the app store if you've got an iphone with flappy bird on it that's rare now yeah. you know and i mean come on the day before it's going to be like, legendary <laughs> yeah yeah it's going down a legend not for a good reason yeah. but it's still a noteworthy right. yeah, made history yeah but then that's again we get into this weird thing of they didn't do any physical prints of it so like you're selling digital access to this product you know what i mean yeah and so it's weird and like you're not gonna be able to play it no. But you're basically, so you're just paying to have, I've got the core of the day before on my PC or on this hard drive or whatever it is. And it's a very weird, uh, like that's bizarre. But yeah, people are paying big bucks for that. Not me. No. 
No, we didn't pay a single buck for it. But uh, with that in mind, uh, the day before his official um, Twitter page did post an update. Um, if it'll load here, I'll read it off to you. They post on their official Twitter here. Dear community, we regret to inform you that the development company, Fantastic, has officially ceased its operations. Uh, so we knew that was coming, but it is officially coming past. Uh, and as a result, the day before will be retired and the servers will be turned off on the 22nd of January, 2024. Uh, as previously communicated, Mytona, as the investor, has been working in collaboration with Steam to facilitate refunds for all game purchasers. For any players that have not already had their purchase refunded, Steam will now proactively refund all remaining players. Uh, we extend our gratitude for the community's support throughout the project's life. Unfortunately, without a development team, we had no alternative choice but to officially close the subject, close the project. Uh, we, we sincerely thank all our supporters throughout this journey and wish you all a happy holiday season. So Steam's just going, if you bought this game, here's your money back. That's tough. Yeah. That is hardcore to just that. like, but uh, yeah, Steam is just straight up giving money back to anybody that bought it. But I mean, when you think about it, game the game will have been out for less than two months. And I wish, I wish has, I bought it then. Yeah, right. Just to see how, bad, see it how bad it was. Yeah, if, I, if you need, you're going to get your money back for sure. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a weird, I mean, yeah, I guess get a, buy a Steam code for $300 and then. Pass. And then not get refunded. Mm-mm. But so if they refund, that's a weird one. If they refund the purchase, do you no longer get access to the game? You know what I mean? How does that work on Steam? I'm not sure. Well, if they but, issue a refund, lose access once they shut the servers down. Well, sure, but I mean, in the meantime, are they refunding everybody on the 22nd? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they're actively rolling out refunds. Yeah, as once your refund it. comes, do you just not have access to the game anymore? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't download like undownload it from your computer, right? But if you go to access, do they go that key's not been sold anymore? I don't know. But uh, I bet Steam's just denying all access to it. I don't know. That's odd. That's peculiar. Yeah. So very strange circumstances. I do believe that is a first for Steam. You'd asked the last time about like yeah, ref you know breaking the refund rule of within two hours of playtime. This is I believe a first where they're just blanket. If you bought this game. Here's a refund. That's tough. That's a bad game. That's how you know. <laughs> That's how you know it was a fuck up when they're like, yeah, just, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, did you buy the day before? I did. Ugh, condolences. Oh. Here's your money back. Here's your money back. Shame. <laughs> shame. Uh, this shame. is kind of going to be a video game heavy news week. Kind of a slant towards Sony. And it's a lot of bad news in a way. Um, or just like, here's some problems. So. Uh, those insomniac hackers that I talked about last week, mm -hmm. the cyber criminals, uh, they were good on their promise. Uh, they said, you know, if we don't get uh, 50 bitcoins or 1.3, or I was thinking it was $2 million is what that worked out to be roughly. Uh, within seven days, we're going to release all these files that we got. Well, they did. Uh, actually, on Monday, not too long after we were done recording, mm -hmm. the files dropped. And it was 1.67 terabytes of data. Which was over 1.3 million files containing videos, images uh, showing Wolverine, personal staff information, mm. which that's like, that's a full crime. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, obviously it's a crime regardless because it's theft. Mm -hmm. um, but then to <laughs> release personal info. The staff info. Yeah, to basically dox staff is really fucked up. Um, and even a contract signed by both Marvel and Sony regarding future projects. 
Um, so uh, there has been full footage available of Wolverine online, including there's even been a playable version was mixed into those wow. files Oof. on the PC. Um, and so people have been playing it and then kind of judging it. And it's like, no, 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 you're playing like an er, like pre-alpha like build. Such an early... It's a development build yeah. where it's just internal to They're like make sure things work, you know. Um, but like then people start releasing patches to patch it to make it like better, right? Air quotes are more playable. Sure. But here's the downfall. They, because of the way that that file is, I don't know, held or processed or loaded or whatever, uh, they immediately basically get put on internal logs for like, Insomniac's cloud. So Insomniac's sending out letters, basically, or notices being like, hey, your IP is on our servers because you're playing an illegally downloaded version of this game. Uh, just to make sure, they're kind of doing a benefit of the doubt where the note is basically like, I would check all the devices in your home to make sure that the file reference below isn't there and delete it, you know, if you find it, things like that. And, you know, there's a very strong implication of like, or face legal action. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because I mean, otherwise, how do you? Mm-hmm. What if you got a VPN? doesn't matter because it's your machine um vpn does not hide from the uh the temp logs like that but um some neat stuff the only thing that i really want to spoil i guess from the um because there was like full cast list and plot notes of the wolverine game Uh, and it was like oh man that sucks because like also things are subject to change right because it's so early on uh but they did give a or you did see a slide that showed basically the release schedule for the next like 10 years uh, of Insomniac games. And it included Marvel's Venom in 2025, which we talked about. Marvel's Wolverine in 2026, Marvel's Spider-Man 3 in 2028, a new Ratchet and Clank in 2029, Marvel's X-Men in 2030. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Knock it off. Cut that shit right out, my man. Uh, and then an untitled new IP from them in 2031 or 2032. Um, and with information, uh, you know, as with the rest of the information involved, it's all subject to change, obviously. Because yep. um, that was definitely an internal memo of like, ah, eh, here's some ideas, and this is probably going to be a setback, you know? Did you see that? I thought I saw a bunch of stuff today about it. I'm not sure if it was today. Uh-huh. But some kid, the kid who released a bunch of stuff for GTA... Yeah, I maybe have that news here. Yeah, <laughs> relax, my man. Uh, yeah, no, I did see that, and we will talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so then there was a further slide that showed like an even like further zoomed out roadmap, sure. uh, revealing multiple X Men games uh, and a second new IP game releasing in twenty thirty five, and then another slide detailing multiplayer ambitions, which included Spider Man Two Online in twenty twenty four. Uh, Wolverine Online in 2026, and X-Men Online for 2028. Uh, again, all subject to change or be out of date sure. or be they're just straight up spitballing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but the X-Men license terms were detailed, saying $120 million was listed as a development budget for each game, uh, with $30 million earmarked for marketing. And all X-Men games are meant to launch by 2035, with PlayStation console and PC down as the platforms listed. Um, Venom had full details. It's going to be called Venom Lethal Protector, and it leads directly into Spider-Man 3, following the events of Spider-Man 2, basically functioning like Miles Morales did between the Spider-Man games, where it would be a kind of a half game between 8 to 10 hours long of content, um, and uh, looking at like a quarter two of 20-something release date, you know. 
Uh, they said, what, 2024, 2025, somewhere in that window. And it mentioned a forty nine ninety nine price point. Oh. So cheaper than 70 but it also it's a shorter game. Yeah. Um, and there's suggestions that Spider-Man 3 might launch in two parts, which is strange for a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very cinematic. But uh, it says with part one down for holiday 27 and part two pegged for holiday 2028 with multiplayer listed to launch alongside part one. Um, so all weird. But again, you're looking at internal they yeah. might Documents. not want to be pulling a Red Dead Redemption 2 where you just got this massive <laughs> game download. Yeah. And it could be, I don't know, to like dev it out. I don't know. That feels weird. It feels like double dipping. Yeah. Unless they've got a really big plan for it and thematically up. it would make sense to split it into two games. I don't know. I feel like if they did something like that, it'd have to be pretty dramatic. Like Peter dies. Yeah, it would have to. Yeah. And that's how the first game ends. Yeah. And or like pick up a Spider-Verse thing. Uncle Ben True. dies. You know? Because you figure it could be <laughs> Uncle Ben dies, yeah. No, I mean, I guess I could see, like, yeah, I don't know. Like like you said, maybe a Spider-Verse thing, I don't know. Or, you know, like you said, Peter dying and that sparks something. Uh, I'm not sure. You good, my man? We got to hack into him and find out. <laughs> There's only one the way to find out. people need to know. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. But no, uh, Insomniac Games did post, like, uh, after about a week or so here, they... Finally posted on their Twitter page, like, hey, here's our official statement. Because a bunch of people have been coming out and being like, honestly, like, this really sucks uh, for you guys. And it's like, it's a very thorough hack. That's the thing. It's like, I think this is probably one of the most devastating where mm-hmm. it's like fully playable. Here's a version of the game and a ton of details. I'd be looking up gameplay footage of that. I wouldn't because it's not done. You're not going to. It's not going to. I know. I'm not going to let that expectation, but I just want to see what, what the haps is. Yeah. Let this load here. Let's see. So they say, uh, thank you for the outpouring of compassion and unwavering support. It's deeply appreciated. Uh, we're both saddened and angered about the recent criminal cyber attack on our studio and the emotional toll it's taken on our dev team. We focused inwardly for the last several days to support each other. Uh, we are aware that the stolen data includes personal information belonging to our employees, former employees, and independent contractors. It also includes early development details about Marvel's Wolverine for PlayStation 5. Uh, We continue working quickly to determine what data was directly impacted. This experience has been extremely distressing for us. We want everyone to enjoy the games we develop as intended and as our players deserve. However, like Logan, Insomniac is resilient. Marvel's Wolverine continues as planned. The game is in early production and will no doubt greatly evolve throughout development, as do all our plans. While we appreciate everyone's enthusiasm... We will share official information about Marvel's Wolverine when the time is right and when we are ready. On behalf of everyone at Insomniac, thank you for your ongoing support during this challenging time. Because a bunch of people have been like, just go ahead and release a trailer. And it's like, no, I don't think they were ready to show anything off. No, not by any means. <clears throat> we got the teaser, which I thought was cool. And that's yeah. Good enough. Yeah, to just say, hey, this is something, you know, build a little high. You yeah. know. And, like, people have plenty of interest in Insomniac as a developer with the Spider-Man games. I think a big problem people have nowadays is, like I feel like the younger generation doesn't have the attention span. No, they're entitled. Yeah, and people to, are like, like, we want it now. Yeah, we don't want to have to wait for it. We yeah. want it now. And there's this weird double-sided thing in the industry of like, we have to drum up hype now, early, to gauge response, mm-hmm. and that kind of tells us how much money to put towards marketing and things right. like that. But then it takes a long time to make these games. And so then you run into the issue of like taking a long time to make it and people do this to get the info. Uh, and then since we're talking about hackers, <laughs> the GTA 6 hacker. hacker. I barely know her. 
Uh, he's been sentenced to indefinite imprisonment in a secure hospital. Oh. So <laughs> this has kind of been getting blown out in the media of like, he got a life sentence. And that's not what it is. It's a psychological stay, basically, uh, where it's an indefinite term, meaning there is no designated ending. It's all case by case and, you know, where they evaluate him and they go, okay, now he's ready to be <laughs> released back into the wild, <laughs> you know, uh, like a rehab center for bears. <laughs> he's now been patched up and we can put him back out there. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of articles have been like, my God, they just sentenced this kid to life in prison for mm -hmm. hacking into GTA 6. And it's like, no, but they did go, you may, who knows when you're getting out, my man. Mm -hmm. And uh, You've done I, fucked up. I do think that's hardcore to just be like, but I mean, I guess I'd be more interested to read about like what, like what went on in the trial or in the conversations where they went. He did it with a fucking fire stick. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he used an Amazon Fire Stick, and that's how he got the information. Because what he he got busted, mm -hmm. and then they were holding him somewhere, and he didn't have it. He did it with his phone and a Fire Stick. Yeah, and like he did it again. I like know he what he did into it was again. awful. That's impressive and horrible, but, but yeah, that's impressive. That also goes to show that like GTA needs to fucking boost up their security because this is now the yeah. third time yeah. you know yeah. in a row yeah. that this has happened. Yeah, and it's this weird thing of like. Well, and so then I guess it's a question of is it the security that needs beefed up, or does that kid need a job with, like cybersecurity? Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like learning like, how to. This kid's fire very. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you use him as the. I all right, try and break into this. How I would you do it? Computer hackers are impressive. I mean, what they do is wrong. Yeah. But just having that skill and being able to be like, oh, yeah. I can crack that. Or like, give him a fucking job in the military. I mean, that's yeah. where a big portion of our. How do you? How do you even like? Start to learn that. Yeah, or like, how do you even? How are you even able to apply that? Like, do you just go up to the government? Like, I can hack a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, honestly, like, a lot of government, of like facilities, people who are hackers like that, if they're not like, if they're worthy, if they're worthy, if they're not in jail for killing somebody, right? Yeah, they're like, what you did is wrong, but how would you like to work for us? Yeah, come yeah. work off. Have your you not sentence? watched an NBC like crime show? <laughs> That's where they get all their hackers at us. Yeah. This was one of our cases early on, but now Ramirez is on the team. You know, yeah. he served. Two That's years. where they get all their people from. Is yeah. their uh, their military? But no, I mean genuinely, like that's do some cyber warfare. Like fucking bring that kid in and be like, all right, you're a little bit wacky, but but we can you could you. just take down Ukraine or you know take down a, you know another country with mm -hmm. just a fire stick in your cell phone. phone. Yeah. yeah. He's like the MacGyver of cyber war. What is it from Black Mirror? The 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 uh, was not the minister had to fuck a pig. Yeah, yeah, the prime minister. Prime minister yeah. had to fuck yeah. a pig on yeah. television. <laughs> that was not not really related to the hacking. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> remember in Black Mirror when he fucked that pig? Yuck! <laughs> Speaking of the UK, <laughs> sounds like my New Year's last Mirror? year. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my last ex. Like, oh, 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 woof. What's next on that list? Let's see here. Let's find out, huh? Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Nah, hopefully she does. <clears throat> so Sony, while we're talking about them put out a patent that would make it so that PlayStation games difficulties can just adapt in real time to player skill. 
Mine would always be at the lowest setting. And that's a weird one where it's like, no, no, no. What if I want to get better at the challenge? Yeah. Um, but I would, I could see it being a feature you could turn on I don't know, of adaptive like, difficulty. Yeah. If it's a feature you can turn on, that's one thing. But also, I don't want to be on a hot streak and then just get my shit pushed in well, because they Because they're like, up. oh, we got to make it harder because yeah. it's too easy. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I just happen to be like, oh, I'm doing pretty good right now. I'm on I a- hadn't thought about that. I, th- I thought of it more of a, this person's having a really hard time and they're going to stop playing the game because they're not having fun now. So let's dumb it down a little bit. Make it a little bit easier so that they're like, all right, now I'm getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think of it the opposite way. I'm going to be on a hot streak for whatever reason and then pop, smacked in the mouth. I think from a business standpoint, my way makes more sense of how they would implement it. But I could see both being the case of, you know, all right, we got to keep this on their level. But I see the implementation being more useful in my way of like, all right, yeah, this guy's just going to not, he's going to, his word of mouth is going to be, I, just, I didn't finish that game. It was too hard. Yeah, I just kind of get you past know? So level. then they're like, all right, well, let's ease it down so or, that he can get through it. Or here's how I play. Okay. When I was playing Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. I had it on like the normal difficulty, but yeah. there was a particular fight <laughs> that I could not get through. <laughs> you said what patent, and you just did it yourself. <laughs> I, I went in the settings and changed it to the easiest one. <laughs> she went into accessibility options and made it like, yeah, I just don't have to push buttons. Beat that fight, and then as soon as the next <laughs> yeah, cutscene right, was right. over, I changed it back to the normal. <laughs> <laughs> Cakewalk. <laughs> Almost too easy. Almost I'm tired of dying. <laughs> so, yeah, see, that's it was made for people like her. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have even had to get into the computer and do it. That's why I said it'll, it'll always be on the easiest. It'll be a noob. And again, oh. it's it's a patent. It doesn't mean anything. Right. They're just saying, this is an idea that we're not opposed to, and we like the idea of being able to implement that. Let's go ahead and slap a patent on that mm. so that nobody can steal that idea from us. Uh, <laughs> speaking of PlayStation... Like I said, we're going to stick with Sony for a bit and uh, like weird digital copies of things. They made they reached a deal with Warner Brothers Discovery and the Discovery content is not going to be deleted. Um, remember, we talked about everybody that was told, hey, if you bought Discovery content, you're not going to be able to play it on your PlayStation anymore. Yeah, because the license went out. Mm-hmm. They reached a new licensing agreement with Warner Brothers. And so if you own uh, your Discovery content, you get to watch it for at least another 30 months. On your uh, on your PlayStation, but again, it's not. That's a patch. That's not a solution. All right. Uh, it's still a weird. Like, all right, we got through this one because of some loud talking, but like, it ain't gonna be what happen again. We gotta litigate it. Yeah. It, there's gotta be when some you sort say of discovery. Are you talking like Discovery Channel? Okay, like yeah, Planet Earth and stuff like that. Right. Well, that's BBC, but yeah. Okay. But yeah, those I types of like Planet nature. Earth. I do I too. Like that's shit. I throw on when I go to bed. I love mm-hmm. Planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our planet, I think, is a, another one like that on but Planet I think Earth. That one's from two, I think, is on Netflix. A couple of years ago, and Planet Earth three just came out <gasps> on BBC. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty is certain. it streaming anywhere? I'm not sure. A couple of years ago, you and your dad, Colin, were setting up some kind of shelves. I'm pretty sure it was around Christmas. Yeah, that's what I was. We were say. putting together furniture for, yeah, for your mom's room, mom. and I <clears throat> and we just put on. I was wrapping presents, and I had Planet to get Earth or our planet to get something. And Colin and his dad are just sitting in the living room. Putting the shelves together, half-heartedly watching Planet Earth, just barely hitting the shelves. Yeah, and it was quite poetic because we were watching like chimpanzees use tools, you know. And it was like, look how incredible these chimpanzees are. And we're both over here with hammers and nails, like 
on shelving and we're like, oh, those are some smart apes. And it's like, and Morgan's like, yep, yep, it is. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, they are. Sure are. Not that different, you know? My two hardworking men here getting it done. Not that different, you and I. <laughs> it's just me and this chimpanzee. You and I aren't so dissimilar, are we? Uh, but yeah, so like I said, that's a, at least we got some sort of closure on that for now, but it's not a, not a full deal there. Uh, speaking of Warner Brothers Discovery, they could be growing even larger. Uh, and talking about merging with Paramount. So, oh, yeah. So Paramount Plus, I guess, is like going to be absorbed by Warner Brothers potentially. That was very quick. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, I guess it's all it's early talks. It's like, a, hey, the rumor is, you know, still Paramount's not even been out for a year. Well, Paramount Plus has been out for a couple to of years. To be fair, we've been paying for Paramount Plus for a year or so now. And we to just be fair, now realized it. <laughs> Paramount Plus was something else first. We have Paramount Plus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Off the fuck. I'm sneaking, stealing yeah. that login. Yeah, I'm but she the are. office. We didn't um, even realize we had it until it's like, hey. Well, because it was. Was it included in something? No, no, no. It was something else that rolled over into Paramount Plus where it was like NBC Plus or whatever. Yeah. Wherever I was watching the Twilight Zone, yeah. the Jordan Ooh. Peele reboot of it. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen any of those ones yet. It was not but great. But the only reason we Which noticed was my heart. Yeah. they sent us an email like, their terms of services were changing, and I'm like, I was like, Paramount, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. And at first, I was like, oh, I haven't hacked. And then I was like, <laughs> re- you know, did somebody get my card or something? And I was looking back through my billing history. I was like, no, I, I, I've been, been paying, paying for, for this like Plus six for bucks. like six months and didn't even <laughs> no, 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 like it. a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, shit, download the app. Let's figure out how to log into this. B. Let's see what we're working Let's with. Let's see yeah. what we've got working. Here. But uh, but yeah, so <laughs> just two years and had no idea. And it is it is a weird section of like. Some people are like, oh, thank God, maybe it'll be less money to have all the streaming services. Not it's really. like, no, 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 they'll probably jack the price up because yeah. there's less competition. Yep. And there's uh, less competition and they're supplying you more content. Yeah, in theory. But then because it's two companies combining, there's going to be layoffs and it's just going to be less content being produced from both overall. Yep. Uh, Can they say no? Like if they're like, yeah, we're going to buy you out. Like well, we're going to merge. So when you say can they say no, who? Can, like, Could like Paramount say no? Like, yeah. Like, nah, I don't so, want to do that. Here's the hard part. Because they're a publicly traded company, they are beholden to the board of uh uh like trustees. Yeah, uh, yeah, of investors, where their job is to make the most money for their investors. So if someone's willing to pay you, you know, billions of dollars and you go, nah, you just turn down billions of dollars and you can be sued by your investors. And for making a bad you. deal. That's part of what went on with Twitter. That's how Elon Musk ended up with Twitter. Was mm-hmm. He way overvalued his sale. And then they were like, I mean, we can't not. You know, they said no, and they got taken to court. And then they went, all right, fine, here's the deal. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, they can say no, but then their investors can go, no, 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 no. We like that. Yeah. We like that money. So, yeah, I mean, it's a hard one. The government can step in and say no. Mm-hmm. If they go, if ah, it's, it's getting monopoly. close to a monopoly. But... Uh, they haven't yet. Um, For reasons they, I don't know why. They came close with uh, Xbox. Yeah. You know, with Microsoft, acqu- mm-hmm. you know, uh, as acquisition of Blizzard and Activision. They came pretty close with that, but no dice. So, who knows, man? Um, I Billy would think Gates still got it. I would think the next one that they might step in and go Mm-mm-mm, would be if Disney buys something else. Yeah. You know, if Disney gobbled up Warner Brothers, I think that would definitely be a yeah. No, we're getting down to way too few studios in Hollywood. Yeah, they're all um, under Disney. Yeah, because you figure you basically got NBC Universal, Discovery Warner, Disney, 
and that's it. I mean, Paramount technically is out there, but they're not a big fish. Mm-hmm. Hence why they're going to be gobbled up by the smallest fish out there right now. <laughs> Warner Brothers is struggling financially a little bit, so... I mean, but apparently not too bad if they're like, we've got some money out there to buy up Warner or, you know, uh, Paramount. Paramount. But yeah, so you've already got a pretty small pond that's just getting smaller because the fish get bigger. But uh, we do have to change gears a little bit to talk about our last story here. Uh, Vin Diesel (laughs) is being sued for sexual battery by his former assistant. Oof. Uh, So I guess... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just more reason to confuse he and Jonathan Majors, you know. <laughs> I did like, like Jonathan Majors in the Pacifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. So I hope it's not I true for the. You know, I hope there wasn't genuinely a victim. I guess is the thing. You, know, you hope that that didn't happen, right? Uh, but I don't know. I can see if that. it did. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Vin Diesel. He's yeah. 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 There's <laughs> yeah. some people that you can see and you hear stories like that and you're yeah. like, I mean, yeah, watch I your hope local it's not news. true, but he wears a wife beater. Yeah. I can see it happening. Mike, he's got that name for him. Yeah, he's wearing that that shirt proudly. Um, and like, he's a real sensey guy. We're like, you know, allegedly on the sets of like the Fast and Furious movies and stuff, there's like a bunch of rules involved in making sure that like in a fight, everybody comes out looking like if I hit him. And he hits me. I've got to get another hit in on him, so that like I didn't get beat up in this fight. And like, like they're down to that kind of petty. Like, I don't want to look weak on film. And it's like, okay, that's a bit out there. It's a yeah. fucking movie, dude. Right. And also, you're an egg. Like, <laughs> like I'm not like, oh man, look how strong Vin Diesel is. I'm like, he looks weird. He's looked like this for 23 years now. And I have never looked at Vin Diesel thumb. and been like, that is a fine piece of mail. I've never looked at Vin Diesel and been like, that dude's ripped. Maybe like in the pacifier when he was like yeah. super young. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah, he's exactly. Good, he's yeah, he's in good shape. Dude. But he's also now 20 years older. Yeah. And, you know, sorry about it, my man. Like when you're in a fight with The Rock, The Rock's winning that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, and you figured they put down he, the cheeseburgers, Vin. Yeah, right. Well, and then he and the Rock like had that whole public thing where like the Rock was basically like, "I'm not working with that dude. He's a fucking prick." And you know, Vin Diesel's trying to be out there and be like, uh, "You know, we're just kind of work things together. Come on, we're family, man. We're family." Family. So I could see him being, you know, like he basically tried to publicly like pressure the Rock into working with the, sh- the movies again, and that's kind of a shitty, weird move to like. Drag it out of the public to try and make yeah. him look like the right. bad guy. Yeah, it's like mm. so I could see him being emotionally manipulative or yeah. using his position manipulatively uh, over an assistant. Um, so Vin Diesel has been accused of sexual battery, discrimination, wrongful termination, and numerous other claims in a new lawsuit filed by his former assistant. Um, it was reported by Vanity Fair. It brought that Asta Jonathan, who worked for Diesel's company in 2010, um, it alleges that Diesel pinned Jonathan, groped her and forced her to touch his erect penis, among other accusations. Um, Jonathan also claims another one-race employee uh, made unwanted advances during her tenure at the company. So it sounds like it's potentially a cultural thing at his company, which is not a good look either. No. So, you know, if it all comes out that this is true, it's probably the end of... uh, Old Vinny boy. Old Diesel boy. When I see you again... (laughs) Oh! (laughs) <laughs> oh my! 
really went for it. I wish you could have seen his face. <laughs> his or mine? Both. Because I didn't look at him. He just did it. And I was like, oh. I, was like, I felt like we were in public. And I was getting ready to be like, no, no, no. People are going to look. His, he like tilted his head back like he was going to howl at the moon. And he just went for it. Ah! And Collins are looking like, please make it stop. Oh, God, no. <laughs> He's going to embarrass me. Think of the people. At the local IHOP. <laughs> yeah. IHOP. <laughs> International uh, House of Burgers. Oh, I thought it was he Hobbs or Shaw in the uh, uh, Fast and Furious movies. I think he's Hobbs. No, Hobbs and Shaw is uh, the, the Rock, Rock and, and um, uh, Jason oh Statham. yeah, sorry, Jason Statham. 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 Sorry, I was just picturing the Rock, and it's like ah, ah, ah. Yeah, he plays Shaw Hobbs. He plays Hobbs, I think. Yeah. And Shaw's fine, Jason Statham. What about that trailer in front of Aquaman, The Beekeeper? Yeah. What movie did we see that premiere in front of? Was it? Uh... <laughs> Lean into your mic. You're, 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 Sorry. <laughs> you were very pointed, too. You're like, what the fucking movie did we see? Like, Sorry. Whoa. Was it, it was one that the three the... of us went and saw. No, I thought you and I saw it at the front of a ballad and a songbird and snakes when we went with our friends. We might have. What? The Beekeeper. The movie, The Beekeeper. I feel like it was the three of us. I thought it was. Was it in front of Godzilla? Yeah, it was. It was in front of Godzilla minus one. Jason fucking Statham. Jason fucking Statham. And the whole time that previous going on, the three of us were like, is this happening? It's Jason Statham. I leaned over to Chris at the time that it was on yesterday in front of Aquaman, and I went, I bet it goes all the way to the top. <laughs> and then he's literally talking about, like, you know, beekeepers are who we fucking bring in outside of the, the chain of command when things get out of hand, and, you know, like... He's there to, you know, they're like, we've got laws for these sort of things. And he's like, and when they fail, that's where I come in. And I'm like, oh, no. That's over the top. Yeah, it is. It goes all the way to the top. <laughs> he's fist fighting, like, armored FBI agents. FBI agents. You know Just punching them in the helmet. like, amazing in? The Meg. I have a hard and time believing. Too. I have a hard time believing any of that statement. <laughs> you didn't see him punch the shark in the face. I did. I was standing in the bedroom, awestruck, going... My God, what are, you, what are we watching? Cinema. Right Cinema. Though, have you seen the first Transporter when he fights all those dudes with the yeah. bike pedals on his feet? Yeah. In the oil? That's pretty impressive. Like, he's he's a gifted martial artist. Yeah. Especially because he does a lot of his own fight choreography. Or the first Death Race was really good. Really good? Well, not, okay, not like Oscar winning good, but it was, it was pretty What's good. What's your next? She says something about like shitting on a sidewalk she's got a, she's got a bunch of weird like bad guy lines and you're like what are you talking about like a master of disguise and, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> he just stops laughing yeah <laughs> i kind of got that oh who did that uh one of my favorite like those types of movies where you're like did that movie even happen was from the 90s and it was josie and the pussycats yes oh yeah and yes. Uh, the bad chick has like the stripe in her hair, and I love when the she comes into the room and one of the guys goes, "Holy shit, that dish, that chick has a skunk on her head!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit, that girl's got a skunk on her head. I haven't thought about that movie in forever. I haven't, I haven't even heard of that movie in when I was years. nine. That was yeah. fucking classic. Yeah, yeah. I had Holy it on shit, that girl's got a skunk on her head, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm ready to talk about Aquaman if y'all are. Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman. Chris, you got a synopsis for us, boy? No, I don't. My phone's dead. No, no, no. What's the movie about? Just tell me what a the movie's about. A man who speaks with fish. She's on something. King of Atlantis. Yep. Don't like being King of Atlantis. Yep. 
Uh, some guy got the black trident. Yep, Black Manta black got the Manta. black trident. And he's gonna try to burn Atlantis to the ground. To the ground underwater. underwater. I did. He said, "I'm gonna burn his kingdom to the ground." And I looked over at you and I went, "It's underwater." It's underwater. It's underwater. How the fuck does that work? How's he gonna do that one? I gotta hold on. I gotta pull up some numbers here. Rotten oh. Tomatoes first. Let's see. Rotten. Oh, not Rotten Tanata. Rotten. T- <laughs> rotten. Two totally different things. Tortilla. Hurricane Katrina. Rotten Tanata. More like Hurricane Tortilla. Rotten Tanata sounds like a VD that they got to treat at the fucking VA hospital. <laughs> like a lot of our vets coming back from Vietnam had Rotten Tanata. <laughs> <laughs> We called it Rotten Tanata. Made your dick stinking green. Oh. Oh, no. Grandpa, it's fucking Thanksgiving. How about we don't? Grandpa, it's 4 a.m. Quit goofing around. Grandpa's just standing at the foot of your bed at 4 in the morning. Son, I'm having a stroke. When I came back from Nam, my dick was green and stinky. They called it Rotten Tanata. And he's like, Grandpa, it's 4 a.m. Go to bed. Go to bed. Bet. He's in a robe that's undone, you what know. Bill H- <laughs> just naked in a robe, just to... <laughs> Chris. And I came back from Nam. My dick was green and stinky, and they caught it rotten tanata. And the kids just like, oh my god, Grandpa, please. What is it, Bill Hader with the puppets? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he's just he comes to a. It's, it is his care. Yeah, this guy comes to the support group and he's got the ventriloquist dummy <laughs> that him. is of him it is just him <laughs> you know when i was in nam i saw some shit you wouldn't believe and you're like oh my god <laughs> just this puppet has ptsd <laughs> rotten tomatoes aquaman. aquaman 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 2 let's see what the damage is here aquaman and the lost kingdom that's being burned to the ground underwater yeah underwater underwater no no the lost kingdom wasn't being burned to the ground underwater Pay attention. Keep up. There's a divide here, and I think we can explain it. So the critics said, uh, yuck, 36%. Ew, get it away from me. The audience said 80%. Cinema. The Snyder fans are pretty passionate people. Shut the shit down. uh, Barbie. Barbie movie. Yeah, when the president Barbie is talking about, I don't know where I've been, but yeah, for some reason I had a really strong need to... Be really invested Want, be in the very Jack passionate Snyder in the Zack Snyder. Did you say Jack Snyder? Jack <laughs> Snyder. <laughs> the Zack Snyder cut, cut of, of the Justice League. Uh, yeah, so 79% from the audience. Quite the divide there. Uh, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe we'll fall on one side of that or the other. Who knows? Uh, maybe we're right down the middle. That's how this show works, isn't it, people? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I want to definitely take a peek at is Money. Money, money, money. Money! It's a drag. Oh, I guess it's only Saturday. <laughs> I'm used to doing this on Monday. Oh, and yeah. I'm thinking that the opening weekend's been done. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. It says $13.7 million. Oh, my God. But they haven't reported. Well, that's Friday's been reported, I think. Oh, too soon to tell. We can't say for sure. So as of Saturday night, technically Sunday morning, on uh, Box Office Mojo, we're reporting $13.7 million domestic, but Jesus. hopefully for them, that changes by Sunday. Yeah. And they do have the long weekend. What was their budget? Uh, let's see. Too much. <laughs> yeah, too high, I'm certain. Certain. I'm certain of it. Why should we 
importantly. Merchandise. Merchandise. Spaceballs the lunchbox. <laughs> Spaceballs the t-shirt. I accidentally looked up Aqua and it was like Barbie Girl. Like, <laughs> no. They're listening. Yeah. Hello, dog. Hello. Yogurt. Oh, hello, Wall. Hate yogurt. Aquaman two budget once here. Two hundred million dollar plus. Oh no. They're not making it. Oh, Jesus. All right, so it, it's pro- this was its projections 13 hours ago. It's projected for a four-day domestic opening of $40 million. F- over four, that's $10 million bucks a day if you count your Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, they're counting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday because it'll be a four-day weekend yeah. if you count the Friday and the Monday with Christmas. <sighs> that's ugly. $40 million bucks on a $200 million budget. But I think there's a lot of factors going into that. I mean, it's the last movie of a dead universe, so a lot of people feel like, there's well, no point. what's this leading to? Nothing. And then it doesn't look great advertisement-wise. Uh, you know, it didn't sell itself well, they I don't think. advertised it also. I don't know. They've been pretty heavy with the advertisements, but none of the advertisements have been compelling. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, every time I've seen it, I've felt the need to giggle. <laughs> you know, we're like, Jesus. Tough. It just looks bad. It... Yeah, the trailers were not very... Uh, yeah, not very effective at their Mm-mm. job, but you know, holding judgments until spoilers. But when we saw it, yeah, so things changed. <laughs> yeah, what uh, what did you think about? Uh, oh, I did want to mention we both agreed the Furiosa trailer. Yes, played in the theater looked much better on the silver screen. It fe- it, it felt less. Yeah. Like a lot of people were like had PS, yeah, you know, I had like PlayStation cutscene graphics. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way in the theater. Nah. I think there was something about that size. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, he says lady and gentlemen. Because no. it's just the Furious. Oh, so yeah. yeah. He's like Lady, lady and gentlemen. Start your engines. You're like, oh my. He's Chris Hemsworth's really going nose. for it. Yeah, he's got that big old nose on him, the weird eye. So, Chris, what do you think about character and chemistry, my man? Let me hear it. Yeah, we're now, yeah, now let's look at Morgan while we talk because she hasn't seen the movie. Uh, Jason Momoa plays Jason Momoa. Yeah. yeah. It's not It's he, not Aquaman. I'm going to be honest. When he was cast as Aquaman, I was like, oh. Like it opens up with him talking about being a dad. And I remember leaning into Colin as we're seeing Jason Momoa do burnouts on a motorcycle going, my fa- and I told him, I was like, my favorite part about Aquaman is how he rides a motorcycle yeah. and like how he does burnouts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just doing donuts on his bike. In front of his dad and child. Yeah. <laughs> Infant child just yeah. ripping the fuck out of that hog. Yeah. He's just He's the king of Atlantis no, out there. No, it wasn't Panama. What no. was the one what song, song that they played like nineteen times? It's the only fucking song they got the I don't know. It obviously about this city. No. No. What? <laughs> I don't remember. <sighs> oh, God, that's going to bug me. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, they used that just that song. Like over or, and over. Or maybe they didn't, and we're just, they used that, like, that generic of a song. You know what I mean? <laughs> Often. I, no, they use that same song a couple as, times. like, the theme. Either way. Uh, yeah, Jason Momoa. Yeah, you just, <sighs> and, and, like, I don't even know that he's playing Jason Momoa. Because I don't know that that's how Jason Momoa is. I think he's playing like a bro. You know, they've made Aquaman a bro, and that doesn't feel that's not Aquaman. right. 
It's not. Yeah, it's not. They, I, they try to do that with Thor. Yeah, and it kind of worked. I think. He, I mean, he is Thor down to the point where he and Orm do work together in this film. That's in the trailers. Uh, and at one point, Orm or Thor, or, uh, see, uh, Aquaman calls Orm Loki, referencing just the Greek. You know, yeah. you're the you're my brother, the god mm-hmm. of mischief, and all that, right? But it was so on the nose where I was like, my God, this is supposed to be Thor and Loki in like in in the Thor movies. Yeah. But not good. No. Yeah. No. Nope. Oh, oh, sorry. I just said how I felt about the movie. Oops. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's the point, right? As we're trying to Whoopsie daisy. give these people, if you want to go see it, you know, go see it. Right. Don't um, waste your money. <laughs> they did include they did keep um, Amber Turd. Amber Turd. And I mean, she's not totally cut. She does have, but, like, maybe three speaking lines. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, she. we don't see her she's raise in, the kid at all. It looks like Jason Momoa is just a single dad. Yeah, to a, to a large extent. Like, there's a couple scenes where, like, she's folding some laundry and he's changing a diaper, you know. And, and the baby pissed in his mouth? Yeah, like, straight up. He ch- is changing the diaper, he takes the diaper off, and the baby just starts pissing like they do. You know, where you're yeah. like, as soon as the air hits the wee-wee, they start going. But it just... Hits him directly in the open mouth, <laughs> and we both were like, oh, oh. I'm like that's not even comedic. That's, that's just, just gross. Aw. Yeah, could have him on the chin or the nose. Yeah, or just in the face. face. You know, just yes. he's like, oh, you know, or on the chest. Yeah, or, but he's just yawning, <laughs> just like one of those fucking games at the fair. You know, where you got to get it in the bullseye to get yeah. the prize. It looks like he just got fucking slimed from the Golden oh. Choice Awards. <laughs> Ugh. Like Katy Perry when she opened up the box, <laughs> just a- just a cannon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he. Uh, the, we're just getting ready to spoil this movie too. Uh, let's no, no, no. I want to try and rate this, or I want to try and talk about this as spoiler free as we can before we rate. No, it. so yeah, the characters in chemistry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, his character with uh, Medusa, Amber Turd, whatever. I don't <laughs> Medusa, know. Medusa, Mara, Mara. Medusa. It was pretty non-existent. Yeah. All right, and that's just because. Uh, they minimized her role as best yeah. they could without having glaring. Do you think like, she still got paid holes. to be in that? She had to be. I mean, yeah, uh, she yeah. did. She's in the movie. They have to pay her. Um, him and his brother. What's his brother's name? Orm. Orm. Yeah. Him and Orm. At times they had good chemistry. Yeah. I felt. yeah there are times where like they would have good moments. Um, but then other than that, like there'd be times like it just felt so awkward when like, uh. It felt Jason like Momoa goofy. Like, calling like, "What's going on, brother? Little brother?" And he's like, "Do not call me brother." Call and I'm me like, brother. "Like, who says that? Nobody yeah. says that." It felt very written, which obviously it is, but yeah. I don't know. It was it was strange in that way. Yeah, yeah. where you're like, they could like, have just been the delivery that they were. And I think it's it's a mixture. Of I think it's a all combination of, it. of they were given bad lines and didn't know how to serve them. Because also like Orm wasn't terrible, yeah. but Patrick. What's his Patrick, Patrick Wilson? Swayze. Wilson? No. Yeah, they just <laughs> they just brought out Patrick Swayze's Ugh. body. Ugh. They just weakened at Bernie disaster. Oh. And he's just out. Someone you just see a green screen hand come out and start moving his <laughs> bottom jaw. Don't call me your brother. No wonder it's got a 36% method yeah, yeah. It was disturbing. They had to, like, you heard the crink and when, where they were breaking Aww. up the rigor mortis. The arm <laughs> fell off. They had to glue it back. But um, He's been dead like 10 years. They drug him out of storage. <laughs> and then Jason Momoa with, I always walk. forget his name. Who plays his dad? Tim Warren Morrison. 
One more time. Timoera Morrison. Timoera Morrison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Timoera Morrison. He he was he's, he's been on a bad streak, unfortunately. Like he's been in bad projects. Yeah, it's just like his role itself was is a pretty it's small. Fine. Yeah. Well, he's just playing the dad who's like a. He what, played three? Boba Fett, didn't he? he yeah, did. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I say he's kind of been on a. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's been in bad projects. That's one of the cool things too is he played both Boba and Jango. Mm-hmm. But uh, look how big your eyes just got. <laughs> but like it, I don't know. Like his role was pretty minimal, fairly insignificant. Yeah. And I want to get into spoilers because there's a specific scene I'm thinking of right now that I want to talk about. All right, we'll mark it down because we're uh, not done. All right, all right. But I mean, so honestly, yeah, the best character chemistry there was was with was uh, sometimes Orm between Orm and, and uh, Aquaman. 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 Uh, how about spoiler-free plot thoughts? The plot in general. Pretty weak. It's just so like... So Black Manta was like... He's looking for the Black Trident. Or he's looking for Atlantis. He's looking for Atlantis because he wants to take revenge on Aqu- Aquaman. I keep on calling Thor. To kill for his kill, family, for killing his dad, for killing yeah. his dad. In the first, which we saw that in the first. But he yeah. really, but even looking at it, he really didn't. He stabbed him and then gave him the choice, like you can save your dad still. But well, then he didn't no. because his dad was like, "You need to get out there and fucking kill him." Well, he he, his dad was trapped under like falling over stuff in the no. sinking submarine. No. Yeah, have you seen the first one? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah. You haven't so, Aqu- seen the first no. Aquaman? I'm not wasting my time. Aquaman did basically. No, the first one's much better. Yeah. Um, Aquaman did. That was probably one of the only decent. That's like Wonder Woman and that. Yeah. Uh, as far Wonder as like, the DCEU movies. But um, yeah, Aquaman basically, like, <laughs> some he stabbed him in the shoulder, took the trident back, and he, like, falls down, and then some, like, O2 tanks and stuff fall over across his lap. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you got to help me out. Like, you know, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, fuck him, and like leaves, and so it's supposed to be a growth thing in that movie. Is like, oh uh, yeah, that's not how I'm supposed to be. Like yeah. going around making enemies won't help me, and so yeah, he was kind of the bad guy there, but like, yeah, Black Man is looking for either. I think he's looking for something to repair. Again, this is one of the problems. Is I'm not certain what his whole motive motive was, but he was looking for something to repair his suit so that he could go down to Atlantis. I think. Yes. And then ends up finding um, the Black Trident. The Black Trident. Picks it up and basically has like some flashes where he's like, oh, fuck. He's having a That's So Raven moment. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> like they zoom into his eye uh, and it's green. And he's spoken to by, ooh, I don't remember the dude's name. No, <laughs> no, uh, the, the Lost Kingdom was called Necris. But I don't remember what the king of the Lost Kingdom was called. King Necris. King Necris. King Necrotizing Fasciitis. Either way, doesn't matter what the king was called. Yeah, he finds the trident and is like, yo, I'm going to get Aquaman. And uh, he's kind of got the the king of the Lost Kingdom in his head now, telling him, like, possessing him. Basically, yeah, like, influencing Free his me. actions. And you have my power. Yeah. So I, let's just go and spoil it. No. Are you ready for us to spoil it for you? Yeah. All right. How do we rate shit around here, Chris? Yeah, you can uh, be overwhelmed, which means your expectations were thoroughly surpassed, uh, or your expectations were met. You really enjoyed the film. You can be uh, underwhelmed, which means the movie is a big fat stinker and it wasn't that great. Or you can Didn't really meet be your right in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. whelmed. You want to one, two, three it? 
One, two, three. Underwhelmed. underwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan's like, I didn't even watch it. I'm underwhelmed. Like, I didn't have that great expectations for it. No. And it's still... I went in going, this looks bad, but I hope I'm... I want to be wrong. It was a yeah. Walker situation. Is what you were hoping for. Yeah, I was hoping that I was going to go in there going, I don't know about this. And then turn around. Ah, that was actually a good time. No, that's not what happened here. Actually, and this one. Reverse it. <laughs> Scratch that. Reverse, reverse it. it. Uh, I almost want to say that this was, this wasn't like, it wasn't Morbius bad where it turns into funny. You're not going to like me when I'm hungry. That dude, that, that would line we, is awful. It's bad. And we laughed at the loud, loud like, in the theater. <laughs> Yeah, and it wasn't a joke. Mm-mm. I don't think. I, I mean, it didn't feel like it was meant to be a joke, which is part of what made it funny. Don't like me when I'm hungry. Was, yeah, it was like, like, oh, they're it. serious. So, this movie's bad. Um, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. There Rough. is. There is. A, we talked about this. There is a moment in the middle of the movie where you go, "Now wait a fucking minute." Hang on. Have they figured it out for a second? <laughs> Yo. And it's when I keep wanting to call him Thor, Orm, and Aquaman are. You know, like assaulting the base that uh, Black Manta's been hiding out on. He's literally got a Bond villain base inside of a volcano. Yep. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fucking around. And he's using it as a forge to refine some or a calcum, which yeah. is like this ancient uh, fuel source. Mm-hmm. But it's like so bad for. It's the just environment. so terrible for the environment that it's just rapidly like ad- accelerating uh, uh, global warming and like yeah. the. Polarized capture melting like that. Um, yeah, so they are, as Orm and Aquaman are assaulting the base, like the fighting was pretty cool and the chemistry between them of the fight was like, okay, now wait a minute, this, have they found their stride here? Uh, and then, no, they had not. Um, yeah. They quickly fell back into yeah. boof. Um, Orm a, Naruto runs? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Orm's not really a land dweller like his brother. Um and the first time that they're like walking through this jungle, apparently the orichalcum just mutates things when it's being refined. So there's a bunch of like giant flesh eating crickets oh, that are funny. like massive. They're like yeah. sedan sized uh, and they're chasing them. And, you know, Aquaman's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We got to run. And they take off into the fucking jungle. And Orm literally has his arms like out behind him <laughs> and is sprinting. And they like do a distant you know, like a long shot of them running away. So they're small on screen. I looked over at Chris and I went, is he fucking Naruto running? And I thought like maybe it's an Easter egg or something. Yeah. Like he did something goofy and they got they left it in the cut or something. And then no, it was like a plot point where he's like, I don't know how to run with. Like, what do I do with my arms? You know, he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And it's like you move them back and yeah, forth. And like you, you pump your arms, you use your arms, and he starts doing that. And he just turns into a fucking track star. I was running. <laughs> okay, Forrest. That's shocking. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny. I didn't realize you were gonna pull out Forrest Gump. For I know. I was like, "Whoa!" Must have me about sixteen of them Dr. Peppers. <laughs> How's it feel to be an All American football player? I have to pay. I gotta pay. You hear that? He said he has to pay. Had <laughs> about sixteen of them Dr. I must have me about sixteen of them Dr. Peppers. When we were at Universal, that is. Oh yeah, dude. When I've... we were at Universal a few years ago, we <laughs> ate at Bubba Gump's. Yeah, yeah. Morgan, her mother, and I went to Bubba Gump's at Universal Studios. And while you're waiting on your dinner, they come in and do Forrest Gump trivia. And I went, oh my god, no one in this room's gonna stand a chance between you and my mom. Yeah, because her mom and I are like, I've seen Forrest Gump like mm-hmm. at least it's a good ass times. movie. Yeah. And we were tearing that shit up. And I was like, nobody else in that room had a good time. There was like seven other families in this room. (laughs) And and none of them can answer. We're like interrupting their questions. You know, they're in the middle of like, 
uh, when Forrest is going to see the president because he was an All-American, how many? I was like, 16! 16, 16 Dr. Peppers! You know, and they're like, yeah, it was 16. You know, we're in her mom and her both like, <laughs> you're like slapping hands at each other and like, <laughs> I didn't even try to answer because I'm like, I, I must have 16 I'm a, of them Dr. Peppers. Yeah. I'm going to sit I here and drink my tea and watch this unfold. I must have 16 of them Dr. Peppers. Just do Forrest Gump voice for the rest of the show. No. That feels like it's borderline offensive. <laughs> I don't. I only get away with it because I'm impersonating Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know? That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. But uh, I may not be a smart man, man, but I know what love is. That part tore me up. Yeah. I relate a lot to that. That's a good that. ass movie, dude. When he asked Jenny, is he smart if or is Little he Forrest like me? If Little Forest is smart or is he like me? Um, that, I'm not a crier, especially at movies, but that line just rips my yeah. heart out. Top of his class. Or when he's sitting by her grave under the tree and is talking to her about Little Forest, and he's like, it's so smart, Jenny. I'm like... <laughs> I'm just snotting. Because he never acknowledges that he's different. That he's different, yeah. And then when he does, you're like, God damn it, Forrest. And yeah, well, and it's the implication that like he didn't want his son to be like him. Yeah. And it's like, which means that he knows he had a tough time, mm-hmm. and he's always been so happy go lucky about it. Mm-hmm. I like that this has just turned into a podcast about Forrest Gump Forrest. all of a sudden. It's because Forrest Gump's an incredible. It's movie. a vastly superior film to Aquaman too. Yeah. Oh, Those I meant look to like comfortable shoes. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, I got to mention that on the podcast. So Robert Zemeckis is who made Forrest Gump. He made Back to the Future. He made Castaway. I mean, he's made yes. some bangers. bangers. Yes. He is who made, and like there is some rose tinted glasses with nostalgia and stuff, but he made some of those horrifying, like photorealism CGI movies. So like the. Mars Needs Moms, the A Christmas Carol, um, with Jim Carrey as Ebenezer Scrooge and all the ghosts and all that. Oh yeah. Uh, Polar Express, and Beowulf. Beowulf. And again, this is where there's all the. It all leads back to <laughs> oh, Beowulf. No. Chris is getting naked. He's gonna. He's getting ready he to fight us. He shed his blanket. <laughs> and it all came equals. back to Beowulf. <laughs> but no, like <laughs> Colin, I challenge you. <laughs> just all right. Just get out and. Just, <laughs> hear my wiener hit the table oh no I thought I didn't know we were allowed to use weapons Peter the horse is here Peter the horse is here Peter but uh, yeah yeah. Robert Zemeckis the man who made Back to the Future Forrest Gump and the Castaway also made those horrifying like Polar Express was good not the animation the animation is that weird yeah it's that weird Uncanny Valley shit yeah I didn't mind it where you're like and Mars needs mom. Uncomfortable. Yeah, that one yeah. was tough. And Christmas then... Carol, also kind of uncomfy. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, like, Beowulf was weird because it was, like, yeah. m- it was even less stylized. Yeah. yeah. And more like, these. this is just people. No. So then yeah, it's like, like, why don't you just make them people? you see Angelina Jolie for the first time and she yeah. comes out of the water, you're like, that could be... Yeah, fucking six-year-old huh. Chris over here, beating his dick. I, I literally, I used to pause it and jerk off at that scene. <laughs> Love that for us for knowing that now. Mm-hmm. I already knew it, but to hear it out loud from your mouth it's is totally kind of different, uncomfy. So, anyways, Aquaman's not a great movie, and um, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I don't really have much to say about it. Um, you know, it's bad when you have nothing to talk about it because that thing. means you experienced it, but you didn't like, yeah, watch it. It felt like it was happening to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The last lines of mm. the movie. The scene that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Black Manta sitting here, like, the whole shtick. <laughs> there is an ongoing, I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but there is a recurring bit with Black Manta that you and I got a giggle out of. Him being crazy in his bunk. Yeah. Oh, which, uh, what's doctor, his name? Um, Randall Park. Randall Park. He's double dipping. He's in this, and he's, say, yeah. he's, uh, Agent, is it Wu? Yeah. I thought it was it Agent Wu. Agent Wu the Magician. Yeah. What's his first name? Is it Danny? Freddy? I don't... I think it's Danny. Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy. Wu. It's Jimmy, Jimmy Wu. Wu. Yeah. Yep. Um, he plays a scientist. Yeah, but he keep, he like he will periodically <laughs> poke he's, down and be like, hey, Black Mana, we got these He's new, basically uh, being forced into working for Black Mana at this point. Mm-hmm. Like He originally partnered with him because he was going to help him find Atlantis. Yeah. And now that like Black Mana is unstable, he's like, I want out. Yeah, and he's Black like, sure, you like, want to leave, then go out there. You know, see how long you can make it. And he's, <laughs> he looks out there and just sees all the monsters. He's a and monster, goes, and he's like, yeah, I'll stick around. I'll hang around. So poor, yeah, not Jimmy Woo is stuck here. And yeah, he, he keeps going to Black Man's bunk. Yeah, and he like walks down there, and Black Man is like talking to himself in, in the, the mirror, mirror. And it just fades into Jimmy Woo. Or, yeah, yeah Jimmy not Jimmy Woo. Woo in the background. And he's, he's just, just like... Looking appalled. Kind of like, what the fuck am I witnessing right now? And then he just closes the door. And yeah, Black Mana just like pushes a button and his cell or his cell door, his like, you know, bunk room doors shut. And then later, after he kidnaps Aquaman's son because he needs the blood of Atlanta. Yeah. Is it Atlas? No, what was his Was it Atlanta? <laughs> I don't know. Apollo. Right? Something like that. It's it's whoever like the first king of Atlantis was. Yeah. Atlanta sounds wrong because it's the city, but it could have been Atlan. Atlas feels right. Well, it's not Atlas. Because Atlas is the Greek guy who held up the world. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Atlas. I think it was It was something with an Atlanta, Atlantis. Atlantean. Either way. Unimportant. Yeah. He needed that dude's blood. So he's like, you know whose fucking bloodline that is? Aquaman's. I'm going to go gank, gank his kid from his dad. It's, Which is the part I want to yeah, talk, so about. talk about. Yeah, talk about that. The whole shtick was he wanted to... Burn his kingdom and basically kill everyone he loved, and he's like he specifically quoted, "I'm going to murder his entire family." Yeah, didn't murder anyone, eh. and like only really opposed a threat to his dad. Stabbed him with the black Sh- trident, yeah. shanked him in the belly, and, and then, then was they like, got "I'm their... not going to kill you because I want him to see you die." Yeah, and then they just used some Atlantis tech to like save him. Patch real... him up. Like it, like it wasn't even a, oh my god, is he going to die? It was a yeah. He's all right. Yeah, it was like for, but even like I wasn't afraid he was gonna die. I just thought he was gonna die. Yeah, and then he didn't, and I was like, oh, all okay. right. Well, I'm glad there was low stakes here. You yeah. Know? yeah. So basically, he in this entire process, the didn't worst thing anything. that happened is he <laughs> might have to buy a new house. Yeah, his house got blown up, but uh, that was so, about it. <laughs> so then, Black Mana has Arthur Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is <laughs> in his fucking cell he's in his bunk talking to this baby about like i'm gonna fucking kill you baby you know and fucking jimmy we standing in the doorway again and he turns and looks at him and goes and seals the door again and again it's not played as a joke it was no. just like how many times is jimmy Woo gonna like just be standing See in the doorway awkwardly seeing him be a crazy motherfucker and be like what's going oh on here and, and black man doesn't do anything he's just like i gotta shut this door, gotta shut that door. <laughs> you didn't see anything you think he'd learn to shut the door before keep he the door shut <laughs> You start being a weird son of a bitch. Spaceballs. Knock when you come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of weird. I better shut my door. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, a hankering to be a weirdo. I better close my door. 
You know, I mean, it's just common courtesy. You don't yeah. want other people to walk in and you no. being a weirdo. But yeah, just something about him standing over a baby being like, I'm going to fucking burn his house to the ground. And Jimmy Woo's just like, this is a kid. Like, you're a monster. Yeah. You're you're nuts. fucked up, my man. But um, I don't know. Some shit happens. XYZ happens. They... Aquaman says... Oh, oh, Aquaman. Oh, at one point, Aquaman says his famous catchphrase, I'm going to aqua you, man. And then he does. He Aquamans real hard. No, he... The fucking bad king from the Lost Kingdom is like frozen in the ice cap, which is why they're trying to speed up global warming so that he can thaw him out. They get the Aquaman blood to unlock him. And yeah, because he punches Aquaman in the face. Yeah. And as he's waking up and like de- you know, thawing out, Aquaman grabs the black trident and <laughs> yeets it at him and he catches it and like starts to power up because he's got the black trident. Yeah. And like it's the biggest like, well, that was a stupid fucking move to yeah. throw. Like, I saw that one coming a mile away. You know, you're going to throw this trident at him. He's going to, now he's, now he's got it. He's ready. And I looked over at Chris and I went, because he goes to pick up his trident, Aquaman does, and I went, he's just going to throw his trident too. And then he <laughs> fucking does. And oh as soon God. as he starts to throw it, I looked, Chris and I both were like, oh my God. And I was, you know, if he'd have caught that one too, I'd have shit myself. No, but it but goes through. He it. Robin Hoods yeah. it. You know, he goes right through the base of the black trident, splits it and shatters and yeah. right into the chest. And then it's like, all right, well, that guy's not a threat anymore. Hmm. And then we see him and his daddy drinking Guinness together. Yeah. There was a lot of Guinness in this. Not a sponsor. Uh, it was a sponsor. In Not there. in this cast. No, no, no. But it was in there. Hardcore. Uh, and then he's like, the only fucking way we're going to fix the earth is if we join the UN. So we got to tell everybody that Atlantis exists. And then he like comes ashore in like Ellis Island and and just like fucking grabs the mic and is given like a really moving press conference that and stops then, the world. And then does the Iron Man speech. Yeah, literally does the Iron Man thing where he like goes... I mean, to I the am. point where he finishes his speech, turns around, and then turns back around, like holds up the mic and goes, I, I am, am Aquaman. I am Aquaman. And then he goes, Woo! And like throws the mic and walks away. And then they're like, All right, roll the fucking credits. And I was like, Not, you're, you're not anymore. And it was like weird. And then, like, you know, like I told Chris, I was like, What? I mean, I got to see if there's a post credit scene because what do you do when it's the yeah. end, you know? And they were just like, Orm. Oh, yeah, because Orm, they broke him out of jail. Yeah. And uh, so Orm's whole deal is that like they just give him a out and say like you your your debt's been paid but not everybody in Atlantis will agree so we're just gonna say you died in combat here and go off and do whatever you want to do yeah. so he's just a land dweller now and is trying human food and that's basically the yeah. he yeah. eats a cockroach yeah because uh, Aquaman plays a trick tries on to him prank and goes, him yeah. and it's like this is a really good delicacy it's basically like the shrimp of the of the land is you know we eat cockroaches like we would shrimp in Atlantis and he's like. All right, and he tries it. Yeah, and he's he goes like, like oh, "This ain't bad. Eh, it's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. A lot of protein." Yeah, and so yeah, it's just like, isn't that silly that Orm eats fucking cockroaches just on the rig? What a goober! And that's just that is the last scene of the DCEU. Oh god, is Orm eating a cockroach on a hamburger? Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. That's all I got though. About yeah. But uh, what you been thinking about, Chris? What you meant to say is welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. Chris. Yeah, you want to hear fucking spooky? We're gonna be talking about Christmas shopping. That's oh. been fucking <laughs> spooky, dude. That shit's been eating my ass lately. I've been so fucking busy with work. Thing? Yeah, it's real oh, okay. bad. <laughs> you ain't doing it right. I feel like I'm. I've never been like this far behind on Christmas. Shopping. I think that's how everybody is. It hasn't like, felt like Christmas. It really hasn't. Like I'm, I'm not done with anything. Like I, yeah. I don't even have your stuff done. It is technically Christmas Eve. 
It's gonna be a light. Like a, a lot yeah, of people yeah. are getting gift cards this year. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah. don't take it personally. Yeah. It's just. No, I will. It's fine. No, I'm joking. We got you some really good shit though. Yeah. Well, no, you guys are good. I'm more so your parents. Yeah. Siblings. Yeah. Anyone who's not in the immediate family. Yeah. But all this to say, there hasn't been another scary movie for the Christmas time, and I I would like to see one. Well, so Terrifier. Have you seen that? Like, that on, the, like with the killer clown. Yeah. So the Terrifier two came out last year, I think, or the year prior. Terrifier three is coming out in twenty twenty four, and it's Christmas themed. So Terrifier, if I get this right, is like a demon. Maybe could be. I don't know enough or about or it. Or like a paranormal esque yeah. because they kill is him, it but Krampus? he won't. Krampus. 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 The Krampussy. Um, that's what I'm trying to get a piece Whoa. of. What are you doing? To, Santa, you all doing I want it? for Christmas it. is um, Krampussy. Oh. Krampussy. Cram. Yeah, there's no way around it. The Krampussy. The Krampussy. But uh, yeah, no. So Terrifier three will be Christmas themed. So you might have that on the horizon. But that's the thing too is like it's such a weird thing to mix. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Because like it doesn't pan out well. Because no, you try to usually keep it's it jolly, yeah. and it's and just like, not the case. Or and it always feels like super campy, but not in a great way. Yeah. You know, it usually comes off as overly cheesy as opposed to like, I don't know. It, it's it's hard. I feel like to, maybe a, a really good. Hear me out. Million dollar idea about a pitch. <laughs> yeah, fucking perfect. A twenty four, sign me up. <laughs> what if it was a um like it didn't have to do with Christmas, but it, it was just Christmas time. Yeah. And it was more like it just so It's like die hard but horror movie. No. No no no. Well like where like die hard isn't anything to do with Christmas, yeah. but it, it is takes a Christmas place movie. Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. that but for horror. Yeah. And so something like that, but keep it in a more realistic standpoint. Which not like killer Santa, but it's but just you have some uh like a home invasion movie mm-hmm. just on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People trying to think It's steal like Home stuff. Alone, but <laughs> they are killers. They come in toting shotguns. Yeah, right. No, no, no. It's like the cross between oh, just make the strangers three and it's just we've we went away for the for the Christmas weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just do the strangers, but it's Christmas yeah. time. I feel like that'd be something pretty interesting. Yeah. And just at least trying to get you, yeah, that way you can do the balancing act of like a spooky Christmas movie. We, I haven't had eggnog yet. I haven't had eggnog and I haven't watched The Grinch, dude. Mm-mm. It's not Christmas, baby. What? God damn it. Now we got to get eggnog tomorrow. Well. You haven't watched a single Christmas movie. I'm making a trek Mm-mm. to the store tomorrow morning because I still need three fucking gift bags. Yeah. But uh, what have you been thinking about? Morgan, what have you been thinking about? Oh, fuck. You knew this show was up, man. Like, come on now. Come know. on, King. I don't, come I, on, King. I, I'm always thinking about K-pop. And well, so yeah. That's always just kind of rattling around up there. Yeah, what's the recent development? All of BTS is now in the military. And All right. I'm, going, I'm going through withdrawal, so I'm watching old videos <laughs> I'm hurting something fierce. <laughs> come on, Eugene. I'm jonesing over here. She so needs I, some form of K-pop. Yeah. I know that you've been trying to branch out because you said that you saw a TikTok that felt I, like I you were targeted. I saw a TikTok that, yeah. So I'm a diehard Stray Kids fan. Mm-hmm. And the TikTok was like, you can't be a fan of K-pop and only listen to one group. And I'm like, oh. <gasps> you felt really called out. I felt called out hard by that. So I was never like a huge BTS fan. I was like, yeah. I, I should give them a chance. They were your gateway to Stray Kids. Yeah. 
And so I've been listening to them, and then I was like... Oh, you started to grow on you. I, they've really started to grow on me, so I've been listening to a lot of their music, watching some of their old videos. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a, a few of the other groups that I like some of their songs of, so I've been listening to some of their music. Trying to branch out. Trying to branch out, because I'm like, they're right, they're right. I can't just depend on Stray Kids. Yeah. Because they have breaks too, damn it. And what if they fall off too? Yeah. You know, where you're like, yeah, they're just not good anymore. Hey, BTS, Trivia Love, that's like the one song I like, it is in my playlist of yeah. like, I don't listen to BTS. Yeah. I, we were talking about this today that I think the really big hurdle that K-pop will have if like you do want to see like a the you know the K-pop equivalent of like the British invasion in the mm-hmm. you know 60s and 70s and 80s is like the, you know they have to start making unfortunately they have to start making songs in English yeah because you won't find a wide audience no. in the U.S. You know, or, you know, just in the West in general, you know, it's not going to be on the UK top 100 charts if you don't know most of the words. Yeah. Uh, which is a hard thing because then it's like, well, then it feels like they're being disingenuous to yeah. their their brand, you know, yeah. if they're making Korean pop music. But they've got got to got to market it to America. Yeah. Um, so compliments of Duolingo. I need to get back into it. Yeah. But I like to learn Korean, Korean. from do from Duolingo. That way and you I know can, what's going and on. And I can yeah. catch... Because I usually watch the music videos with like the, the subtitles, subtitles on, so I get the gist of what is the gist of what is happening yeah. in the song. Morgan just goes to Korea and it's just like just never the, comes back. Where's just, the subtitles? Where is that? Yeah, right. But so I I learned Duolingo and then I watch a bunch of K dramas and stuff with the subtitles on to try to help me. You good? Yeah, I popped my head, dude. It just hurt. Don't do that. So that's kind of been what I've been thinking about. Yeah, just trying to branch out your K-pop. Trying to branch out and mm-hmm. get ready for Christmas. So you can I'm bilingual. A, so you can be a true fan of K-pop and not just a true fan of straight kids. Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colin has to, well, and Chris, they both have to deal with me like when new songs come out or new music videos. Mm-hmm. I like to corner them when they're sitting down to eat dinner and I go, hey, watch this video. And then she gets offended if we're not passionate about it like she is. <laughs> And we're like, there is not very many people that are like, unfortunately, there is the stigma and she does tend to reinforce it of like that fan base where you're either all in or you're not in at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. You can't be like passively interested. You've got to be passionately interested. It's got to be life or your death. So <laughs> For I like all the, the marbles. I like is to this your life? Them. No. Then death with you. I like to corner them and show them videos. <laughs> and then I'm like, there's one more. And then there's one more. And Chris is like, take the remote. That's one of my favorite pop culture moments is fucking What's Your Nuts? Wendy Williams. When <laughs> when she's talking about Britney Spears' family and she's talking about how bad her dad and mom were with her conservatorship or all that. And then she goes, death to all of them. And you hear someone in her, like, her audience kind of like, whoa. And then someone in her crowd goes, Jesus. <laughs> I always think about Wendy Williams burping and, and farting. farting. And just being like, oh, oh, you know? oh. Cause she burped to it. Oh, and then farted. farted. But <laughs> like, I do. I just think about death to all of them. And the crowd is kind of like, ah, I'm whoa, easy. And she kind of has like, a, whoa, what? And you just what? hear somebody what? go, what? Jesus. <laughs> like, my God, that's a hard day. That got bad quick. Yeah, they're bad people, but Jesus, not the death sentence. They're not serial killers. Death to all of them. Death to all of them. Oh, whoa, hey, wait, Jesus. God damn. Yeesh. Somebody's got to ask me, though. So, Anyways, so that's the end. <laughs> Colin, what have you been thinking about? Let's hear it. I don't know. I don't actually have anything. Uh, 
What have I been thinking about, Morgan? What have I been talking about a lot? World War One. World War One, which I is your about, Roman Empire. Yeah, I talked about World War One a lot today. We did some last minute Christmas shopping. Yeah, had to drive over to the mall. And the whole first of all, you want to talk about World War One? That fucking mall was was a slammed. Someone was getting ready to start throwing elbows. Yeah, dude, I went to the mall by my work when I went on my break today, and I walked in there, and I like I have thirty minutes by. I let my boss know I was like, I'm gonna probably be a little late. Yeah. Walked into one store and went no, and waited in line for like twenty five minutes, and I was like, "Gotta go back." I got it. Like I can't. I I didn't even get to purchase anything. I put all the stuff back and just walked out. And I was like, "This fucking sucks." Yeah. And I walked back to my car, drove back to work, walked in. My boss was like, "Oh, did you get anything?" I was like, "No, No, I fucking didn't didn't. get to." Yeah. Yeah, didn't have the fucking opportunity to. Yeah. So now, hopefully, maybe tomorrow things are still open enough where I can yeah. get something, yeah. finish some stuff up, and then, I don't know, stop at Walmart or Kroger on my way back and pick up some gift cards and yeah. cards. Yeah. Call yeah. it there. But in case you guys didn't know, Colin's a huge history buff, especially for World War One, And he listens to another podcast called Har- Hardcore History. Yeah, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And we like to play the game with each other when we get into our car that has Bluetooth hookup. See who, whose who phone gets, gets... It, Whose phone gets hooked up first because if it's mine, he gets Taylor Swift or K-pop. Yeah. And if it's his, I have to listen to Hardcore History. Yeah. And I am I like history, but I'm not as into it as She's he is. He's not a passionate fan. And today, we got my music, but he turned it down and he was talking to me about being in the trenches in World War One and getting swallowed by mud, <laughs> and we're pulling in the mall and poor guys teary eyed talking about it. And oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, all these people. It was just this awful human I'm experience. Like, Colin, you got to pull your shit She's together. Like, Jesus, I'm like, I'm sorry, I've got empathy for these people. <laughs> you know, it was a horrible human experience. And so we decided that World War One is his Roman Empire. He's always yeah. thinking about. I was like, it. I actually I think about the the like the First World War basically uh, every day. <laughs> Every waking moment. Like, it's in there somewhere. And, like, how I might slide K-pop in the conversation or this video I saw about some of, some of my favorite idols. No. He might be like, so this is kind of off topic. But I do always preface but it being World like, War you know, One. shocker, I mean, nobody roll their eyes. I am going to talk about World War One. Mm. I, I, something happened that in World War One that made me think yeah. about this. But no, I do think... Um, World War One was a good thing. No, uh, no. Actually, the thing I was thinking about is like how weird Christmas shopping has been this year in general. Where like I don't know, it's this weird thing of like everybody has stuff, so it feels wrong to buy them more just things that they're just gonna. I mean, I feel clutter like clutter with after COVID, everyone just if you wanted something, you just ordered it on Amazon and got it, and yeah, you know, there yeah. you go, I've got it. And, and yeah, and you know. Our parents try the hardest to make Christmas magical for us, but as adults now, it's hard because it's hard because if I want something, I just get it. I just get it. If I'm able to get it for myself, I just get it. And then the things that I can't just get for myself is because they're extravagant, and I don't want to ask right. yeah. someone else to be able to buy me something extravagant like that. Now, with that being said, about two years ago, I did ask for a six hundred dollar Lego set of Hogwarts. Yeah, and like four people went in on it to yeah. get it for you. And I tell you what, I'd put that thing together like it was a job, an eight-hour shift yeah, over New Year's weekend. two eight-hour shifts, yeah. Colin would leave for work. At the time, he worked at a grocery local store. grocery store. And he would leave for work, and I'd be at the dining room table working on it. And he'd come home from work, and I'd still be there working yeah. on it. Yeah, you did it two days in a row, and mm-hmm. we're done. 
Jesus. And then I had to trust Colin and Chris to carry it upstairs and not drop it. 6,000 plus pieces. And I'm like, if you fuckers drop this. Still surprised she hasn't found out yet. Yeah. (laughs) There is a few pieces missing. I figured there was. No. But I'm like, if you guys drop yeah, when this, we dropped it the first time going up the stairs, I'm splashing it here. Yeah, <laughs> we put it back together in a flash. Yeah. I don't know why it took you 16 hours and instructions. Yeah, we didn't need we that just, shit. I was like, uh, let me picture Hogwarts in my head. Bang! All there right. it is. Arriva Durchi. What is a master Lego builder? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that's uh, that's all I've been thinking about this week. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, obviously we want to thank you so much for listening and uh, leave us a five-star review on the old iTunes, Apple Podcasts, however you're hearing it right now. Uh, you know, Like and favorite, follow, subscribe, however it's phrased on your audio streaming service of choice to make sure that you get notified every Wednesday when we post this thing, usually by 8 a.m. Um, check out uh, you know the both feeds here since we've been doing two episodes together. Make sure you check out the Couple of Creeps podcast on Sundays. Yerp. And, uh, you know, keep coming back to the Simply Well podcast every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people wanted to write in, tell us how, why we're wrong for hating Aquaman 2. Aquaman. Aquaman. Tell us what your favorite DCEU movie was. Are you excited or scared for James Gunn's DC Universe? I'm excited. <sighs> tell me, uh, tell us what you think. How are they getting in touch with us, Chris? Yeah, you can always take a look at us and on our uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Simply Well podcast. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply. Or you can always leave us a classic email at... Uh, Simply one mailbag at gmail.com. That's correct. Next week, uh, I think we're going to have to do Rebel Moon. Yeah, I heard that was... I heard it's not good. Not good. Are you like, the one that told me it has like a 9%? On Rotten Tomatoes, something like that, yeah. I think it might like, be I higher think, now. I think it... And I thought it went lower. Oof, that'd be cool. Because m- my buddy and I were talking at work today, and yeah. he was like, I think it's sitting at a 6%. I got to check this real quick just to get the fucking uh, heart pumping thinking about it, you know? Yeah, apparently it was... Rebel Moon. Let's see. Oh, shit. Hogwash. Hogwash. Where's your sister's house? Rebel, <laughs> Rebel Moon Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Have you seen that video of the guy walking up to some... I, I'm it's 23. No. But the audience score is 68, so... And the audience usually is pretty forgiving. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> the guy who was walking up to some random British dude on the street, and he's just talking, and he's like... I'm on my way to try to find the Holy Grail. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. I'll just show you guys there. Have you seen the video of the guy that's getting arrested? Uh, and like, no, the guy's getting arrested and he's, it's like obviously like maybe the 90s. Yeah. And he's got just a very thick, posh accent. And he's being like forced into the cop car and he's resisting <laughs> it. And he's like, what is the charge? <laughs> oh, yeah. Having a meal? A succulent Chinese yes. meal? <laughs> He's touched my penis. He's touched. Get, get your hand off my penis. Yeah. yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. And you're like, whoa, what is just happening? Just him right rolling now? his R's. Free yeah. my boy. He didn't do yeah. nothing wrong. And he's talking about that. Basically, he just got fucked up at lunch and they called the cops on him for disturbing the peace. And he's just. He's at a fucking Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and he's, you think he's like a political you know, victim. And he's being arrested for his, you know, affiliations. It's like, no, no, no. He's just having like, he's getting rowdy at the Chinese restaurant having lunch. And he's like, what is the charge? (laughs) Having a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Manifest. 
Like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking a stand on this. He's standing on business. I already told you guys about them. I went to Mickey D's on my way home. (laughs) I found a blister on my dick. And... uh, Some God kid damn. called me a sussy baka. Over yeah. the, like an employee like, called the, me a sussy the, baka. The dude running the box, running yeah. the voice box. I was like, because they had something baka. there called like a Big Mac milkshake Shake time. Meal or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, let me get that. And he's like, what is that? And I was like, I, I it's, it's on, on your menu. fucking menu, dude. Like, it's just a Big Mac with a chocolate shake and some fries. Yeah. And he was like, don't you play with, don't you play words with me, you sussy baka. And I mean, my eyes got all white and I was just like, hmm? Yeah, you're like, you what now? And I was like, all right, well, let is me Is this just, actually happening right is now? Is this like, am I getting punked? Yeah. <laughs> but. Someone asked me where the bathroom was today at Barnes & Noble. That's. Basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. I mean, honestly, you fit the role of working there. Yeah. You love books enough. Well, yeah. And I, as I told Colin, I said, I must look friendly enough because nine times out of 10, if I'm in a store like that, Someone asked me where the bathroom is. If only they knew you, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) I have noticed. I started to mean mug. Like, my face is starting to droop. I'm not sure if that's like... It's gravity. Something. But, like, when I'm walking, like, I used to just naturally have my eyebrows up, but now I'm just... You're just being defeated and worn down. (laughs) That's working with the public. Yeah. It's just retail wearing you out. It happens the best of you, you know? Anyway, yeah, next week we'll just talk about Rebel Moon, I think, unless something better or bigger or more interesting comes about. But uh, that's good. Who knows, man? That's, uh, I think that's the end of the show, Chris. So everybody, bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh. Stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs>